You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. What we're talking about here is we're talking about Blood oh, Sunday. Oh, we're talking about oh, the night. Baby. And we're talking about the thugs. P is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. That's what I think of the USWA. And that's what these outlaws think, man. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE and ECW wrestler, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. And Meanie, we open the show with uh, such a famous promo. Love to hear it and hate that we're hearing it for the reason we're doing it. Uh, We're going to get right into things here. Uh, awful loss this week of your dear friend, Tracy Smothers. Meanie, the floor is yours. Let's, uh, I want to say, how are you doing um, with all of this? Oh, man. It's, uh, holy shit, man. Like, the last couple of weeks have been a, like a real kick in the balls. Yeah. Uh, between losing Eddie Van Halen, who I didn't know, but touched me emotionally so many different ways and then uh you know a couple of days ago we lost uh Tracy's mother's who not only was a great friend but was a uh, great mentor and uh great one of my greatest opponents ever you know um uh, it, it, the thing that sucks is like I knew it was coming um you know I saw Last time I saw Tracy in person was, uh, you know, Russell Cade, uh, last, you know, that two days after last Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, I, I, when I had left, I'd seen Tracy and we talked and we hung out and all that stuff. And, um, I'm pretty sure I, I knew that when I was leaving North Carolina to head back home, that was probably the last time I I'd seen my friend in person. Just because he did, you know, you could tell like he had a uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, and you you could just tell it had, what the number had done on him. So I try to try to <clears throat> try to do my best to, uh, you know, stay composed. But I, I reached out to all the uh, the boys who worked with me, ECW. It's like, hey man, everybody, please just uh, if you get a chance, you know, hit up Tracy. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I knew it was coming, but it still fucking hit me. Um, but there was always like, like any masters of like these, these hope spots that, Hey, maybe he'll get through this. Maybe he'll get through this. Cause I mean, right the day before he passed, he 
said that, you know, he was, you know, seeing the stomach doctor and they're going to clear him, try to clear him for the chemo, you know, his, his second bout with chemo. And then, uh, just like the fucking Eddie Van Halen thing, I just get like a text out of nowhere, you know, about Tracy. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? And of course, before I react, you know, react, I, I go online to look and I sure shit, you know, everybody's, uh, giving her condolences. Um, I will say, you know, Al Snow trained me. Uh, I had one of the best trainers in Al Snow, but you never stop learning in this business or any business. You always learn from the uh, people around you and the people you work with. And, um, you know, I went to ECW. It's only in the business a year and a half. Um, and, you know, as big as opportunity it was, you know, I – I went there, I was, you know, green as grass. Uh, I'm got, kind of ahead of myself on this one, but uh, the first time I met Tracy was in, um, it was in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. I used to wrestle every Thursday in Indianapolis for Mike Samples in Circle City Wrestling. And he would bring in Tracy Smothers and uh, Ricky Morton on those shows. And I would do my match and like, Tracy, like any good wrestler, would watch the whole show. And I'd come back to the locker room. He pull, you know, him and you know Ricky would pull me aside. Hey, man, you're a big guy, man. Uh, big like Terry Gordy, man. Uh, you can go. You you can move for a big man. And he would like, you know, give me, you know, uh, constructive criticism, you know, critiques. So uh, and you know that stuck with me. And then I saw him at the uh, NWA convention where Al wrestled for the NWA, you know, title. And we caught up there. But like, you know, like I said, I go to ECW. I'm only in the business a year and a half. And, um, you know, Raven leaves for uh, WCW. Stevie leaves for WCW. Me and Nova are like floating there in limbo. And, uh, you know, there's moments where like before the show, you go to peek out to see how the crowd is and stuff like that. And I look down, and I, there's, like, this side door. And through the side door, casually walking in, is Tracy Smothers with, a, like, a silver uh, Ribera jacket and uh, his Pullman. And he's walking out. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I popped. I was like, thank God he's here, man. And, uh, you know, we we went to, uh, we, you know, we started doing the FBI versus BWO, you know, and uh, he he breathed he breath he breathed life into uh, I can't even speak. He breathed new life into uh, me and Nova. You know, um, I'll say I said before and I'll say it again. Uh, Tracy Smothers is the unsung hero of ECW. He uh, would take a lot of the younger guys into the sh- into the ring before the show, and run like a mini dojo. You know, work out, stretch, do squats, do push-ups, sit-ups, whatever, and then run spots and talk psychology and everything like that. It's me, Nova, Chetty, Doring, Roadkill, and anybody else who wanted to partake. And, um, you know, that helped me and everybody immeasurably. And uh, and then, you know, I had the pleasure of working them for, for every night between, like, it was like... Somewhere between six months and a year, uh, 
And then, you know, when ECW shut down, I mean, me and Tracy's, you know, BWO and FBI were, are married, you know, our, our legacies go on forever. And, um, our matches were so much fun that, you know, people re- tried to recreate them on the Indies, whether it was, you know, in America or overseas and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, um, it's hard. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, you know, there's a lot of shitty people walking around this world in perfect health, yet a good man like Tracy's mother's had to suffer. And it, it just, I'm sad and I'm angry. You know, 58's young, you know, he, uh, and he could have give, you know, he, he, he deserved to live to a thousand, you know, cause he's one, he's always positive, always willing to help other people. And he put more into this world than the world gave back to him. So, um, you know, I, I'm probably going to talk more about him throughout the show. Uh, I know I've talked, sang his praises whenever I can. Uh, but you know, I, I love you, Tracy. I love you, Tracy's mothers. Um, I'm nothing without you. You know, uh, you're only as good as your, you know, the people who coach you, you know, I was, tra- like I said, I was fortunate enough to be trained by Al and Tracy picked up, you know, where Al left off and stuff like that. And, uh, the wrestling world lost a great man, the world and as a whole, lost a great man, a hardworking man, a knowledgeable man, a passionate man, a loyal man. And, um, this one's going to sting for a while, but, um, rest in peace, Tracy's mothers. Uh, I love you dearly. And, um, my thoughts go out to his family. Uh, there's a, um, a GoFundMe for his memorial. Uh, he has two sons, uh, Austin and Kyle. And, uh, there, you know, uh, there's a gentleman, his name escapes me right now. I feel so bad, but he's, he's, he put up the GoFundMe to help for the uh, funeral. I've donated. And of course, Chris Jericho, (laughs) I know it was legit when Chris, you know, Jericho donated. You always see a GoFundMe, you're like, oh, is this legit? And if you see Chris Jericho donate, you're like, oh, okay, it's legit. You know, talk about another guy who's a fucking hero, Chris Jericho. He's always there to take care of the boys. So, and uh, just like, you know, Tracy's mother's always took care of the boys. And uh, if you go online, you'll see the praises and the uh, people with their Tracy's mother stories. But, uh, yeah, if you you can, go into uh, my social media. I know I've tweeted it. I'll retweet it after this. Yeah, Um, we'll we'll put that up on on the site. Um, yeah, and I want to sound. I want. I feel like I sound so blase fair about. It. It's just. Uh, I did my crying after I saw Tracy in person. You know, the last time I I knew that was it. Uh, I've shed a couple man tears throughout, but uh, I I saw this coming. I knew it was coming. It still doesn't hurt any less. So, but uh, yeah, let's uh, you know, crank up uh the entrance version of staying alive and which is tracy's <laughs> ring music i wish we could play it on here i don't want to kick his kicked off yeah right <laughs> but uh um i'll say meanie that yes you know, there's so many please. times you you hear people sing someone's praises after they're gone and one of the and so many people and that doesn't belittle it at all and so many people 
have said so many, you know, high profile people in the business had so many great things to say about Tracy Smothers. One of the things that I think is, is nice is that you had this opportunity on the podcast in the past. You have talked about Tracy Smothers so many times and talked about what he was, what he did for you in ECW. And, um, so anyone who's maybe new to listening, uh, you know, we encourage you to go back and, and find those. Unfortunately, I don't know exactly which episode or when. Uh, so go listen to 31 episodes until you, yeah. you hear it. But um, one thing that I saw a couple of times online was uh, people referring to, kept, kept saying, um, Tracy Smothers is your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. That was, that was Mrs. Meany. And yeah, I saw, and I, I saw that from her. I saw that from a, a, a couple of other people. And, and it's true. Um, yeah. Why, for people who might not be familiar with his work, um, why you know? Look, it, it's it's been twenty something years since the the stuff you're talking about with the BWO and the FBI. And while a lot of us who were there for it, we look back on it fondly, and hopefully people have found it on the network. Can you explain to anyone who's listening who's younger to explain to them why he was? your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, why he had such an impact. Cause sometimes I think it's so lost on people. People look at a, a big name wrestler or a, a quality wrestler is associated with um, how high they were on the card, you know, uh, in the WWE, for instance, right? Like that's what makes you uh, a, a talented wrestler is were you the WWE world champion? And that's so not, the case 99% of the time you've got all of these other people who are just, you know, whether they were journeymen or what, whatever it was. So what was it about Tracy Smothers that, uh, that made him everybody's favorite? Journeyman's a good word when it comes to, uh, Tracy, he wrestled everywhere. You know, he wrestled Florida, wrestled Memphis. Uh, he wrestled for Bill Watts. He wrestled for the, you know, WCW. I don't know if it was Crockett and they wrestled for w, uh, WCW. He, <clears throat> he was just reliable, man. It just and he had the the, the whole. The, you know, I guess the word is you know he could go. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that thing in the ring where he he could just go, and he was. I mean, he was a he was an athletic dude. He was a good looking dude too, man. He had that, uh, you know, baby face smile, and like if he was a heel, he knew how to be a fucking heel too. He can, you know, turn it on, and you know, um, I guess you could just say, I mean, he's like, he reminds me of like a Tony Gurria type, where just uh, always had great fire in the ring. He could just go. I mean, for a guy his size, he was a big dude, and he was doing stuff off the top rope with, you know. I, you know, high cross bodies or elbows. He was doing, he could do some little bit of martial arts mm-hmm. stuff. He could do a little bit of everything. Um, I, I was always a fan, but like the match that really won me over was, uh, Great American Bash 1990. Uh, I just pulled it up on the network just to make sure the day, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my memory's not what it was. Jeff, but, uh, every match it was from July, everyone you've ever met memorized of exactly the date, the time, where on the card. There was a, you know, my first year of the business, I started writing down my matches, and I was just like, oh, I can't do this. Jer- <laughs> you know, Jericho, I, I wish Jericho just put out a book with all of his matches. He's never stopped writing them down. 
That's crazy. It's insane. That's yeah. A- yeah, and um, good for him. I wish I would have stuck <laughs> with it, but like my first couple months, I was like, man. I do. I do want to say, you know, one. You mentioned the places where he worked. Freddie Joe Floyd was mm-hmm. a character that he played in the WWF at the time, yeah. and. A lot of people would look at it, like I mentioned before, you know, a great wrestler, sometimes fans judge them based on where they were on the card. Right. The concept behind Freddie Joe Floyd, I don't know the concept behind the name, but I can tell you the concept behind his place was they hired him because they knew, like you said, he could go. They mm-hmm. knew that instead of just, because they were kind of like jobbers to the stars was how some people have referred to them. You know, they would build up uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, T.L. Hopper, who was another guy who's very talented, you know. Tony uh, Anthony. Yeah. And what would happen was the idea was we build them up as names that you're familiar with. And then they wrestle the bigger stars and then the bigger stars get over that much more rather than just wrestling the local enhancement talent that you found. So... While some people could look at it and go, why did you waste him at Freddie Joe Floyd? And there's arguments for that, for sure. But the other side of it is, the backstage side of that was, you're bringing in Tracy Smothers because you know when you put him in there to job to one of your guys that you're trying to build, Tracy Smothers is going to make that guy look like a million bucks. And that was the mindset behind that his time there. Well, the whole thing with the, <clears throat> I wouldn't say he was like a, a jobber to the stars, but he, uh, <clears throat> the whole concept they were trying to get away was, with was, sorry, the concept they were trying to get away from was the typical squash match where right. a guy comes in and he's just chopping meat and bumping and the guy has no offense. Right. They wanted somebody that, you know, the, they want to have these guys have competitive matches you know, be on the mid mid card, and be able to have a competitive match with right, like a Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. So, you know, they still look strong, but you know, they you know the 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 star they didn't want this. You know, well now you look at it, stars are wrestling stars every week. You know, they're giving away pay per view matches for free right. every week on Raw, and uh, they were trying to have like this like buffer to keep these guys apart but still have competitive matches right and you knew when you put tracy smothers in there he wasn't going to have a bad match you know you know um and i i mean he was he was a a man's man he was a working man he uh dude even after ecw i knew he was wrestling like three or four times a week you know just doing outlaw shows and independence and stuff like that (laughs) And he was still wrestling, you know, he can, he would find bookings. He would drive, do, he would do the miles and he put in, you know, the, the matches and stuff like that. And I was amazed. I like, you know, most guys were just like, I'm a weekend war and I'll just wrestle on the weekends. He was wrestling from like Wednesday to Sunday, you know, and taking, you know, two days off and stuff like that. Well, that goes along too with what, you know, you were talking about and other people online have shared pictures of him just sitting at the monitor in the back, never stopped watching. It yeah. didn't matter how successful he was and how much he knew. He never stopped watching so that he could give back to other people and and perhaps even so he could learn something, you know, because you never stop learning no matter how long you've been in the business. So, Oh, absolutely. Um, and he, he reinvented himself, too. Mm-hmm. Like when he, uh, I mean, you know, he he was with the uh, the young uh, wildlife, some of their boys are the young pistols. I'm, I'm, I'm 
trying to figure it out. But he, I mean, he even wrestled, you know, did the old wrestling with the bear and stuff <laughs> like that. But he got the ECW and he, uh, <laughs> he joined the full, full blooded Italians with Tommy Rich and little Guido, you know, uh, yeah. he totally reinvented himself as, you know, like this, he went from being the straight laced, you know, wrestler to like, I want to say a comedy wrestler, but you saw a new side of him and he sure. was so funny and he was funny anyway in the, in the locker room, you know, he, he, you know, he was infamous for like, he would just walk up to you and go, man, you change, man. Why, why do I hate you? Meanie, what meanie, why do I hate you? You know, or we'd be in the ring and we'd be circling, you know, about to lock up and he would look and point to a random person in the crowd and go, Hey man, there's your family. What? And you're just like, what? <laughs> he would just fucking just say stuff to, to break balls. You know, we've all been to shows where the promoter, you know, goes, oh, man, sorry, the house is light. You know, uh, there's a football game in town or stuff like that. And he always would be like, hey, man, McDonald's is open. How can you compete with that? You know, just <laughs> you know, making fun of the old, you know, making fun of the, you know, every excuse like a promoter would make, you know. Yeah. Um, we he we went to that NWA loop for the the t- NWA title tournament and the night before in Pleasantville, it was we the show was what we call a bomb scare. It's like somebody called in a bomb scare because no fans showed up, right? And uh, me and Jason Campbell are sitting there. He he comes up, walks up, man. He goes, man, a lot of people here dressed like chairs, man. We're gonna we're, we're gonna need you to be we're gonna need you to be vocal out there, man. Help us out, help us out, <laughs> you know. He knew we were there with Al, and you know I was a you know a wrestler and stuff. But he was a, asking me to you know pretend to be a fan at yeah. least, you know, to give him you know give him <laughs> get the other crowd into it. Man, a lot of people out there dressed like chairs. Man, was it Halloween? You know, <laughs> shit like that. Or he just walk around the locker room. He he had the Tracy Smothers dance with the two hands, like mm. you know he'd do this. He'd do the thing with the chin. You know, flicking his teeth with the thumb. Yep. He'd be like, "Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind, man." <laughs> Meaning, why do I hate you? Why do I hate you? VCW ran a seven-day week. You had 20 funerals, you know? Get on the mic, be like, listen here, if I take off my shirt, the divorce rate will go sky high. You know? He would just say stuff that just make you laugh, you know? Uh, know, I've been watching Tracy Clips all morning. There was this promo. uh, He's like, Hey, I'll come out to this ring and slap you in the face. This ain't Facebook. <laughs> you know, it's just like where people say shit yeah. to you and you, you can't say, I'll come out there and slap you. This ain't Facebook. You know, oh. <laughs> just so much funny stuff, man. And he was all, he, you can never. What do you. Stump him, you know. What do you think um, about his chances of being put in the the. Hall of Fame one day, WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, I, I would, I would, I would say, yeah, absolutely. First ballot Hall of Famer, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think that there's no question that he's deserving of it. Yeah, but that, it's that type of thing that calls into question, you know, that Hall of Fame that people have said so many times. You know, yeah. Um, what because, they need to do is just like start having like an ECW wing, you know. I mean, they put in WWE guys, they put in WCW guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least start putting in some ECW guys. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you ripped off a bunch of ECW stuff and signed yeah. their talent for, for your like for that. your most uh, successful time period. 
in history. Yeah, the attitude yeah. area. Yeah. Even though, no, bro, I didn't I didn't steal from ECW, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Talks yeah, about Val Venus. Um, yeah. Hello. <laughs> is it stealing when the head of ECW gives it to you, though, right? Yeah. So, yeah. well, I want to, you know, um, like you said, yeah, well, we're sure not going to cut this it. short, but you know, no, yeah, I don't want to cut it short at all. Um, uh, well, that's that's the thing. I'm always talking about Tracy Smarts, yeah. so I've talked to him about. Him yeah, this isn't the repeatedly. first time. Certainly, won't be the last time we talk about him. No, because um, look, I wouldn't be here on this podcast talking with you mm-hmm. if a, if a you know a guy like Tracy Smothers hadn't been so selfless in helping me look good and you know helping me learn and helping me and Nova learn. And so many other guys learn, you know, the Danny Dorans, Roadkill, Chatty, me, Nova. He built up that that, that undercard, that, that, that younger core of ECW guys. And um, I wouldn't, you know, I could have just drifted off after the BWO and that would have been it. But yeah. he took the time to help me and Nova get over and uh, had this feud that people still talk about. And that's all because of Tracy Smothers. Oh, he and Guido credits him too for helping him, you know. So, uh, yeah, there would be no like mind of the meanie podcast because I could have just faded off into obscurity, you know. Who knows? And with that, I then would have stayed in obscurity. So, <laughs> um, but, no, uh, I, but long, that's true, long, you know, that's the thing the trickle down of, of yeah. what he gave to so many different people and what they were then able to give to so many different people. Uh, not just myself being here on the podcast, but everything you've been able to do. Uh, at the Monster Factory and stuff, you know, the people that you've been able to help in the locker room. So, you know, and that's, look, that's like when you lose anybody, you lose family. It's one of those things you always look at and you say, well, you know, they live on in us and in the things that we do. And that's something that, you know, his generosity to you and so many other people in the business lives on in what, in, in how you conduct yourself and how you're able to help people um, which is not a bad legacy for somebody to find. You know, everybody wants to be, oh, I sold out, you know, they were hanging from the rafters, all that. At the yeah. end of the day, I think it's it's a much better thing to have people look back and just go, one of the best ever, one of the greatest guys to have in the locker room, helped everybody. I mean, how you can't do nothing means more than that in your profession, you know? You, you know, there's there's people who tell have to tell people their accomplishments and then there's people who have other people tell their accomplishments yeah. for them. And we've seen that the last two days with Tracy Smothers. He didn't have to brag about everything did, he did. Everybody else is singing his praise for him. Yeah. So um, that's, 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 that's the legacy of the man. We encourage everybody to go to the WWE Network or YouTube or wherever and uh, check out some of those matches that Meany was talking about. Um, yeah, go to Great American Bash, 1990. It was July 7th, 1990. Uh Tracy Smothers uh, and Steve Armstrong versus the Midnight Express. One of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. And they stole the show from the main event was Ric Flair and Sting where Sting won the title. Spoiler alert. But uh, easily, easily the Midnight Express versus Tracy and Armstrong stole the show. Um, with that, Meanie, I think we're going to we're gonna go to one of our sponsors. And when we come back, um, we've got... Some big news. We got a big announcement to make. Yeah, um, man. But uh, but again, one last time, just want to you know our thoughts are with uh, Tracy Smothers' family, his friends, his fans, coworkers, everybody. Uh, Wrestling World lost 
uh, uh, a great one. Long live Tracy Smothers. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. If you want in on the best wrestling tees in the business, Homage has you covered. All the styling, profiling, limousine riding looks from the rings of yesterday and today in super soft fabric and comfortable fits you can't get enough of. Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, I've been a fan of Homage for years. I've been wearing their shirts for years, everything from pro wrestling to pop culture. And, uh, dude, I get so many reactions out, out and about in the wild when I'm wearing my Dusty Road shirt or I'm wearing a... I'm a Funker shirt or my old school ECW shirt. Homage makes shirts that are comfortable and stylish and definitely retro, which is the thing I've loved about them for years. Mind of the Meanie listeners, you can use the coupon code MEANIE for 20% off your first purchase at homage.com. That's H-O-M-A-G-E.com. The homage.com. Freak out! Freak out! Freak out! All right. Um, I'm going to crack this open, Meanie. Yeah. I got a, a peach pear because this announcement, this needs to uh, be celebrated. I have a Wegmans ginger. Ooh. Uh, peach pear La Croix. La Croix? La Croix. Yeah. All right. There we go. Three, two. If anybody watches us on here on our Patreon, um, you see Meanie and I always like kind of wince. And that's because we're holding it up. We're not scared of our seltzer. We're holding it up to the microphone. Speak to for get yourself. That, and it's just going to spray right in our eye. Um, yeah. mm. <laughs> ah, go birds. Go, go birds, birds for real. Yeah, fucking Dallas sucks. Yeah, Nova. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, <clears throat> so here, I'm a little nervous about this announcement. Yeah, we've uh, built it up. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I hope it doesn't suck. So I'm excited, man. I'm I, fucking excited. Yeah. I mean, this is, I said once before, this is the coolest thing I've ever been a part of in my career in this <laughs> business by far. Uh, this is not something that uh, that I ever um, ever thought was uh, was going to happen for me, uh, and I'm so excited that this happened for us on here. So for our brand, yes, for our brand, for the the podcast. So here it is, pre order is available now as you're listening to this and you can get a pre-order of the Mind of the Meanie action figures. That is right. <laughs> if you're on Patreon, you are looking at it right now. If you're outside the U.S. or South America, you can go to Chella Toys. And if you're inside the U.S. or South America, you can go to the Instagram page for JB Toys and Collectibles, and we'll give you all that information. Mind of the Meanie action figures by Chella Toys. This is the same company that maybe you saw uh, created the Nick Aldis action figure recently. They're in the style of the original Hasbro figures. Um, I am so excited for this Meanie. 
uh, to describe to everyone who's... So here's the thing. If you're listening to this Monday at 6 a.m. or anytime before noon, you're not seeing it. Uh, but you will at noon. It will be everywhere all over the internet. Um, but uh, if you're on Patreon, see it right now. Uh, so I'll, let me describe it to you a little bit. Um, this is... These are figures of us that are depicting our time in, uh, with the mind of the meanie thus far. So we have the blue meanie wearing a mind of the meanie t-shirt. And on the back, it actually has uh, his and our social media handles, which is kind of paying uh, homage to um, the video game that you were at, the WrestleMania 2000 video game, right? Yeah. Where you had the... Uh, BlueMeanie.com. BlueMeanie.com. Yeah. Um, this is, in my humble opinion, I mean, I didn't make it, but in my humble opinion, <laughs> the greatest Blue Meanie action figure of all time. Um, it is, he's got the arms going up and down, old school, like the the original Hogan Hasbro, so that you can do a Meanie Salt, and you can do a Meanie Dance. I mean, this is yeah. Meanie. Just, let's talk about yours for a minute before we get to mine, which I'm, I can't even believe is a real thing. Let's talk about yours. Dude, uh, when this all came about, I was so excited. You know, you know, it's 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 if there's any good news in 2020, it's for us. It's it's been the fact that you know we've launched this podcast and it's spawned so many different things for us between the alternative commentary and all this other stuff we're doing. But now that we have our own action figure set, it's it's amazing. Uh, and you sent me the stills and like we we. Uh, Along this whole process where I, I can't believe I've been quiet this long I know. about it. This has been killing yeah. me. <laughs> oh, I have a fucking ulcer just fucking <laughs> trying to keep it in. I want to be like, hey, guys, look at this. Uh, but, dude, it looks so cool. Uh, it's it's my current look, and uh, it's got – I got the Mind and the Meanie logo half shirt and uh, with our social medias on the back. Like you said, it's a throwback to when I used to put my own website in the back of my shirt. Mm. Uh this looks great, man. And uh, the fact that, you know, the hands are posable in the uh, the meanie dance style and stuff like that. And it's got, you know, my, my vintage boots with the, you know, black boots, blue laces. And uh, it, it looks so good. I, was, I, I can't get over how great this looks. That was one of the really cool things that they did at Cello Toys was they took their time. They sent, you know, they went through all their reference photos and kind of went back and forth and back and forth. They wanted to make sure they got everything right. The height of your boots, the, you know, and of course also remember there it's, it's uh Hasbro style, the retros, you know, hashtag we want retros has been a thing since Mattel stopped making the WWE retros. And um, here's some more cello toys is making them for you. Now you're going to have Nick Aldis and you're going to have the blue meanie, and then, and believe it or not, you're going to have me. Because if you're looking That's at that and you go, it's the matchup of the century. It's the Blue Meanie versus Nick Aldis. Uh, we need to get some words from Aldis and Meanie before the match. <laughs> well, you've got me. So if I can just talk about mine for a second here. Please. This please. is insane to me. I, so, look, I, I'm going to be a little, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a little self-deprecating in the sense that, um, 
I'm sure many more people are going to buy my figure because it's a two pack with yours than, you know, than without it. But, uh, and that may or may not have been strate strategically done. Um, <laughs> but I am so excited about it. It has one of my, uh, my custom ties with the star and the S. Um, they gave me a very flattering beard, um, which I wish I could grow a beard that thick. Um, <laughs> they gave me a nice me beard. Uh, Really, really thick head of hair. Um, but one of the cool, so I'm in my suit, I'm there, I'm ready. One of the cool things that I didn't even know until they sent us the prototype images, uh, the microphone is removable. So the microphone has the Mind of the Meanie uh, logo on it, on the little mic flag there. Uh, but the microphone is removable. So I guess you could have me wrestle if you wanted to in a suit <laughs> uh, or have somebody else hold the microphone. Um, but it's just, which, which is neat because it's like an accessory. And like, I didn't even, th I thought it was just going to be molded in, but no, they're making an accessory. Um, you could put a little tiny little newspaper in there and be like Paul Ellering. <laughs> yeah, right. You can. That's the thing. You can just have me holding random things. Um, wink, wink. Yeah, let's not get carried away. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm just, you know, you and I have talked about this for such a long, um, for such a long time because we've known about this for a while now. Um, you've been so excited about this, and I kept saying to you, like, yeah, Meanie, if you're so excited, imagine how excited I am because it's ridiculous that I'd have an action figure, you know, like it, it's, it's, I am so excited about this. Um, and just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to Chella toys, uh, for believing in our podcast, believing in, in us enough to want to, uh, include us in this line that they're doing. Um, so cool. And we should note this is limited. So this is why you want to be a Patreon member. Because you can go over and order right now, both Cello Toys, we're going to post in the Patreon group, we will post the links, uh, but you can go to uh, cellotoys.net and you can go to, uh, I believe it's, I'll bring it back up here so I can see what it is, um, Instagram at jbtoys1. That's going to be jbtoys and collectibles. The easiest way to go is right through their Instagram. Um, and... Yeah, you can order these again. It's it, the reason you want, if you're in North or South America, you want to go to JB Toys uh, for shipping purposes, because you if you order from Cello Toys, um, you'll still get it, but obviously then it's coming from the UK and it's going to cost you a lot more. So we wanted to make sure that we had a uh, US distributor as well. Um, like I said, Cello Toys based in the UK, so uh, so we could kind of help you out a little bit. The price point on these, um, which I'm actually going to look up to see what it, what it comes to in pounds. That would help. Um, <laughs> I want to see, uh, so Cella Toys, um, 25 pounds. Um, and if you order in the U S U S dollars, it's going to come to $30. Um, so these are $30, which is unbelievable to me. Like that's, I mean, I know I'm doing a hard sell here. That's pretty damn affordable for what this for two, is. For two, two limited edition action figures. Uh, and the quality on these action figures is amazing. Uh, you know, seeing how they how they went through the process of making these. And I've seen the, uh, the prototypes. 
Man, for 30 bucks for yeah. two of these figures is a steal. Yeah. It is. It really is. So you can go right now if you're on Patreon, you'll be you're listening to this on Friday. Uh so congratulations. You've got the weekend to go buy as many as you want because there's a limited number of 1000. That is it. We're only making 1000 of these and once we sell all 1000 of those, they're gone. Does it mean it's the last time you're going to see action figures? No. I may or may not have planned out the next 16 lines of, uh, of Mind of the Meanie action <laughs> figures. But, but these specific figures, this is it. And that's, kind of, that's what makes it a fun collectible. You can't do, a, can't do a collectible, and then every time you sell out, you just go and make more. It's not, then it's not a collectible. So uh, right. limited to 1,000. Um, I'm probably going to buy a good, as many as I need to fill like a small uh, pool to just jump into. Um, <laughs> so I, I am, I am over the moon excited about this. Uh, and meaning, you know, we talk about, I, I've talked about riding your coattails before. Um, there is no better example than this action figure. Um, and for me, another thing that's so cool. Um, so I've got a, a, a picture that I'm going to share with everybody. Um, for Halloween in 1999, I dressed as Chris Jericho uh, with a homemade a black T-shirt that had Y2J written on it. My old buddy Jared dressed as the Blue Meanie. <laughs> so 21 years later, the idea that 21 years, or one day shy of 21 years later as we're recording this, I'm announcing that I'm a part of a two-pack action figure with the Blue Meanie, where 21 years ago, I was a two-pack in the sense that I was at a Halloween party with a buddy dressed as the Blue Meanie. So this awesome. is, this, there's definitely that mark out moment for me with this. Um, I am sure I've just been rambling for the last 20 minutes about this because I am just so... And rightfully so. Dude, we can finally tell people. Yeah. Except only yeah. on Patreon. We can't tell anybody again for like three more days. But we, uh, oh. this is the equivalent of folding a hose that's on in half <laughs> and then just unkinking the hose and just everything just shoots out. Action figures, chill toys, order. You know, we've been waiting, we've been sitting on this uncomfortably yeah. <laughs> for a good while now. So, uh, yeah. I'm happy uh, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Yeah, and we are not putting it back. Um, Ew. But, yeah, but definitely go now, put your orders in, because um, these are going to go fast. I know we've already, uh, our great friends over at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, um, uh, they will be talking about it, I believe, if we're recording this Friday, so this this coming Friday, uh, so a week from today as we record it, they'll be talking about it on their show. Um, I know Monday it's going in their Patreon group. So, um, you know, those those guys and gals over there are crazy when it comes to picking up exclusive things like this. So definitely go now and get it. The show's all about, their show is yeah, strictly figures. And they have had, you know, and that was one of the things when I reached out to them, I was talking to them and I know Brian Myers specifically has had issues with the, we've talked about it before, with the previous Blue Meanie action figure. And... Easy, brother. I still got to sell some. Oh, no. They're, <laughs> don't get me wrong. They're great. Buy them after you buy the two-pack. Um, yes. But, yeah. uh, no, but 
he had some of some of his issues were that he was like, oh well, you know, like I wish they would have done like a slightly different thing with this. I wish they would have done a slightly thing. And, right. And, you know, it, it's from a different. He's coming from a different place with it. Right, um, different perspective. Different perspective. But I told him, He's I said, an expert. I, I promise you, and I haven't even shown them pictures yet, but I told Brian, I'm like, I promise you, this is the coolest blue meanie figure. We got everything right. It looks really, really good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he's really excited about that. And I know he's got his uh, ECW shelf where it's like any figure that comes out from any company that's ECW. Um, so I'm excited for him to put your figure up on the shelf. Uh, I hope he's got a comfortably lined trash can for my figure. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that's the other thing. Anyone who's buying this for just the blue meanie, um, send me the figure of me. Don't just throw it away. <laughs> send it to me. Uh, I want it. Um, no, I, we are so excited about this. Uh, Devin Miller asks, do we have a ballpark release date? That is a great question. So. I spoke this morning to the people over at, at Cello Toys. They will have on their website uh, summer 2021. Um, this is the first time I'm telling Meanie this too. Sorry, Meanie, I meant to tell you earlier. Um, however, they have no intention of it taking that long. What they said to me was, with all the craziness that has happened in the past, with things getting shut down from COVID, they would rather say, you know, summer 2021, and then surprise, it's the middle of February, here are your figures. Then say, we'll have them for you February 1st, and then you don't get them until August. So I personally liked the concept of that. So that's what I would say to everybody is at the latest, you're going to get them in the summer. I we're, we're working super hard to get them to you sooner. Uh, I really hope they're going to, we're talking a couple of months from now. Um, but at the very latest, you'll get them in the summer. Um, James Sorensen says, can I get them autographed by you guys? Uh, yes. And we're figuring that whole thing out. I believe there's going to be something, meaning we had talked about, they're going to be sending us, uh, cause obviously it would not be cost effective for them to send us from the UK, all of the figures for us to sign and then send back to them to sell. Right. Um, they're going to be sending some sort of sticker like you'd see maybe in like a book where somebody autographs, a, you know, they don't have all the books. They just have the stickers. So we'll have something that we'll be signing and then they'll be, it'll, it won't just be like stuck on. It's going to be part of the packaging. So it's going to be meant to have that sticker on there. Um, and then of course, when the world opens back up, um, if you have them and you have a mint on card, uh, which I don't want to tell you, you have to buy some to open and some to keep mint on card, but I mean, that's your prerogative, but, um, <laughs> do that um yeah i know a lot of people who yeah do that. but no but if you have a mint on card uh when the world opens back up and you're able to see us and bring them to us uh we will absolutely be happy to personalize them do anything like that and uh and then i'm sure we'll have some that we'll be selling in person uh if there's any you know we'll we're gonna grab some so that we have them. oh absolutely uh we're definitely gonna grab some uh and uh, I'm already planning. I'm gonna. I have to get multiples for my kids, so when they inevitably break them, I can <laughs> get more for them. Um, but yeah, man, this is this is an absolute dream come true, a literal dream come true uh, for me. As a kid, I grew up wanting to. I had my brother Trace. The do you remember the Undertaker Mall? Uh, the 
for the Hasbros. It was like Undertaker and his yeah. hands are like coming in. And it's all yeah. the figures. So I had my brother, my older brother, um, and Devin says I'm gonna need two sets. Sounds good to me, Devin, you man. Um, so the uh it's it that Undertaker also what he did was he took tracing paper, and this was at my request. He traced the f- bodies of the figures and then put and then traced from a yearbook like my face and my friends. So I had a thing of us as like action figures. And when I was, I think I was nine years old, I called Hasbro and asked <laughs> them uh, and, and somehow got through to somebody or at least somebody who was kind enough to, you know, placate me uh, and asked how I can get an action figure made of myself because I wanted to have one to wrestle with my toys. Um, and my memory tells me they were like, oh, $500 for a mold or something. And I was like, uh-oh, I can't do that. Um, right. $500 to a nine-year-old is a million dollars. But yeah, so to say this is a dream come true is an understatement. Um, Would have been great if you could have called their bluff and be like, all right, uh, where do I send it? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a thousand I meant. Uh, yeah. That would have been great. Um, you know, I also called uh, Jax at one point because I was trying to display when they first let out their superstar figures and their, mm-hmm. their line in like end of 96 or something. And I want, and I bought the whole line. I wanted to display them. And um, they were like, like Woody from Toy Story. Like they had the, their legs were so wobbly and you couldn't stand them up. And so I called Jack specific and told them, I really think you guys need uh, stands for your figures so that they can stand with like the little pegs and stuff that I've seen on other figures. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, thank like you. Like G.I. Joe's used to have that. Yeah. They're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. The next set came with stands. I'm not saying, they very well have been like, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we obviously have had this planned. We know this all along, you know, but I'm just going to say I'm taking credit for it, so. It's like me with Val Venus, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is so cool, man. Uh, yeah, so excited. Uh, now, hopefully, our pod squad is <laughs> pod squad is blowing up over here. Let me tell you, the the people that are watching live right now, um, they're all just talking about uh, how they're going to need two sets each. Um, so, all right, I well. know I'm definitely going to have a couple sets for myself. Uh, oh yeah, some to keep in package, some to uh, like display on my uh, shelf. Yep. Yeah, to go along with all the other uh, stuff, you know, the my action figure and the the stuff that you know other people were kind enough to make for me and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, dude, this is gonna be so cool. Um, you know, especially you know, um, my character's always been like very toyetic, you know, yes. very, very toy like. And it's you know, been it's- ridiculous that you haven't had more figures and we've talked about that before and i think that that's one of the reasons when i was saying about your other figure and i'm not just backpedaling because i'm worried now no. i won't sell them uh cause tr- you, you're you're selling them they still sell um but that figure was made in much more of like the realistic style whereas oh, yeah. the hasbros always had more of a cartoony feel to them which to me i'm a walking cartoon i was gonna say to me it's i'm looking over because i've got my display case of like the old hasbros and there are some figures that just like jump like the uh Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, right? He's yeah. got the whole all that stuff. Like there were some characters that just screamed Hasbro style figures because they just yeah. it worked. And I've 
always just been like, I remember before we were doing the podcast when they were doing the retros, Mattel was putting them out to look like, you know, they were doing modern guys and uh, guys from the past and to make them look like the old Hasbro's. And you were absolutely one of the people in my mind. I'm like, dude, they got to make a blue meanie. It's blue meanie. <laughs> this screams blue meanie. And that's why I think I just love this figure of yours. Oh, dude, it, it's it's so cool. Um, yeah, it's it's so because you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a walking cartoon, and uh, you know, I always say I like uh, you know, wrestlers are pro wrestlers are live action comic book heroes and stuff like that. So to have this line of toys coming back, like between the Nick Aldis one, me, you, mm-hmm. and uh, whoever else you know they they have lined up, you know, it, it's going to be a really cool set to have. Yeah. And um, there's so much you could do with them. Um, and one of the... the oh, what's sorry. that? No, no, no. No, keep going. No, no, no. It's, there's so many cool, different cool things you could have. That they'll be awesome. I think they'd be a really cool display set, you know, yeah. just to uh, put in a shelf and stuff like that. There's a, there's a guy I follow uh, on uh, Twitter, and he's got like... He makes these whole sets, and he recreates like pay per views and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I get to see this this figure being uh, on his page and stuff like on his uh, Twitter and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah man, uh, this is going to be a, a big. I think this is going to be a big hit with collectors. Um, yeah, and that's obviously who we're. That's where our focus for. is. Yeah, on it. Uh, yeah. I'm obviously getting them for my kids. My kids love to play. With uh, the Blue Mini Micro Brawler and the Blue Mini, um, the the other figure that you have, the uh, figure toy company figure. So, yeah. you know, they'll just, the more more Mini, the better. Um, I'm definitely going to pad the pre-sale when the, 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 <laughs> the straight up order. I'm like a mark, you know, for oh, myself. Absolutely. You know? like, this yeah. is incredible. They all came from Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. 19148. What? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, um, just I- I'm so excited about it. Congratulations to you, man, for having your first uh, figure. Thank you, thank you uh, a million times over. Because I know, I know you're being you, self-deprecate. I know you're being self-deprecating, but like it, it's definitely going to be cool because you know you, you have displays and you're going to have you know you're going to need an interviewer for like the pre-match or a ring announcer yeah. and stuff like that. You and know, that's you're I the actually... ring anu- you're the ring announcer for uh retro mania pro wrestling. That's true. So. You want to take retro mania and turn it into a, uh, Hey, we're filling out the roster, right? You got me. And then you have you and Nick Aldis. Yeah. So we're having not? the, uh, yeah. We're having, so like your figure is definitely going to be, uh, essential to any collector. You know, you could set up interview sites or you could build like little play sets, like, yeah. like the, like a mini uh, wrestling set, and so, or well, have a mini ring, and you can be right there with the microphone, and you know, the nice, announcing a match. And the nice thing is, you know, these are five, uh, these are five inch figures, um, whereas you have like the <laughs> six and a half to seven inch figures that like AEW and WWE do. And I'm thinking like AEW, like for instance, height wise, this is perfect if you take an AEW seven inch Dustin Rhodes and put it mm-hmm. next to my five inch figure. That's pretty much to scale. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, and I think that it is one of the things when I was a kid, I used to use like a, um, like a Peter Parker action figure as like the announcers. Cause they just didn't make announcers, right. um, during the Hasbro days. And yeah, so that was, you know, like I know LJN made like Mean Gene and stuff, but they just 
Hasbro days, no women, no announcers. Um, right. So I would use other things. So now, you know, feel free to people use my figure for whatever it is. Uh, you know. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that's such a loaded fucking um, thing. Uh, James Sorensen says, congratulations, Josh. You are truly amazing. You deserve it. Uh, that's very, very kind of you. Um, uh, means the world to me. Also, you're asking about the... Uh, um, Wait, uh, you're dressing up as me to go film a high school football playoff game here in a bit. Nice. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, and you're asking if I still need the tie. So here's the thing. I know the tie shirt that you ordered is probably not going to get there in time for Halloween. Um, I would say you could either go with the tie or if you happen to have mind of the meanie like hoodies or T-shirts, that also works as me because that's me here. Uh, me and I are wearing the same shirt right now yeah twenties um, yeah so uh the mind of the meanie old ecw style one uh i'll tell you if the hal haney logo wasn't so cool i i would have made this our new logo the one we have in the shirt because it's so you know I, you can't yeah. replace the the hal haney one but this is just such a i love this one this might be one of my favorite shirts that we've done and by we yeah. i mean andy slichter um yes selector but uh Hey, Slichter says he's going to need uh, a, a Mind of the Meanie display case. Um, sounds sounds good to me, man. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, James, um, definitely take a photo. Uh, if you're dressed as me now, even without the tie shirt. Yeah, man, put the tie on. Do the beard. Do the tie. Uh, I don't know what else I have. What else do I do? Nothing. I don't know. Wear a lot of sarcasm. Uh I don't know. Is there a Jake Milliman figure that you can put with? <laughs> yeah, can you be? Yeah, do the job <laughs> to Jake the Milkman Millman. Hey, yeah, if you just bring milk with you and pour it on yourself, I don't know. Uh, he was pretty old. Make it powdered milk. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so from 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 one really exciting. Um, oh, you have the Pod Squad Elite shirt on. Perfect, man. Uh, there you go. That's fine. Just that works. If you want to put just a random tie over that, then it's kind of like a tongue in cheek. Um, ah, Devin Miller says, put the mon the mind of the meanie pin on a normal tie. That is genius. Well, there you go, man. And if you don't have one, and if you, you and, and James, if you don't, yeah, if you don't have a mind of the meanie pin, what, what are you even doing with your life at this point? You know? <laughs> um, no. So anyway, so that was our big announcement. Uh, so pumped for this. Can't wait to share it with the world. Um, and again, if you're listening to this, it is available now at, uh, I'll bring this up again for those who are watching. And so I can read, uh, you can order online at cellatoys.net and you can order on Instagram at JB toys one. Um, it'll probably, it'll also end up on their page as well. Uh, which I believe is JB, uh, toys and collectibles.com. Um, but, They've told us Instagram seems to be where they actually sell the majority of their stuff. Um, so I would say, you know, listen to what they say uh, and just send them, send them DMs and go in there. Uh, for Patreon members, the, the stuff's up now. You go to Cello Toys, it'll have a thing right now that says like uh, Patreon only, like order this. And so it doesn't give it away to anyone else, but you'll know what it is. And same deal with... Uh, uh, JB Toys, it says Mind of the Meanie merchandise, but nobody really knows that is because he sells belts and, and posters and things like that, too. So uh, James ordered both of them. <laughs> uh, That's an order. 
and that's oh, in order. Oh, bo- both of the yeah, both of the pins. I still haven't opened it yet. I have the pins, but haven't opened them yet. Okay, well, now's as good a time as any. And I'll tell you, the pins are actually kind of easy because um, I was all nervous about taking them. Like I wanted mint on card before I then got multiple sets of them. But um, <laughs> it's just like the plastic; you can peel it apart and it resticks. So you peel it apart, you take the pin off of the card wear it and then just put it right back on. But I think that's the way to go, man. Definitely put on a tie, put that pin on Devin, hit it out of the park. Uh, that's the way to do it. But absolutely. Uh, yeah. So what else is going on? Meanie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, again, excited about, you know, uh, action figure. Uh, sorry that we finally got the announcement. Yes. In the, uh, in the can so to speak. Uh, and it got another announcement uh, coming yes. this way. Uh, I will now be, along with mine and Amini, because this is my uh, A number one uh, you know, thing that I'm, I'm dedicated to, but I'm also joining a uh, another network called for uh, the Eagles Brawl. Uh, Eagles Brawl Podcast Network. Um Myself, along with uh, Connor Miles and uh, Giovanni Hamilton. Uh, Giovanni, who I've I've sung his praises, uh, 13-year-old kid. Uh, he's been battling, uh, and you wouldn't even know it just by you know seeing him. But uh, he's been like a huge inspiration. He's going viral uh, just because he's such a, a positive influence on everything, uh, considering everything he's going to. He's like the biggest Eagles fan in the world right now. Uh, him and Connor Miles, uh, Connor... Connor Miles have invited me to join the Eagles Brawl podcast for their uh, Eagles games recaps. Uh, and this all stems from uh, my appearance on the Eagles Brawl uh, on Giovanni's podcast last week where he uh, did a Q&A and we had a good rapport. And uh, <clears throat> they uh, just announced that, you know, they're going to have me on for, uh, you know, uh, Eagles recaps and stuff like that. So this uh, next Eagles game is... Sunday night football, mm-hmm. and uh, I will be joining them Monday for uh, the talk with G- uh, Connor and Giovanni about uh, the uh, results. Hopefully, in an Eagles win. And what time does that air on Monday? Uh, we we record it, and just uh, they put it up as soon as we're done recording and stuff. So uh, I will have more information on that on my social medias. But, uh, I'm just wondering: Are we entering into like a? Are you going to be a part of your own like Monday Night Wars? between mind of the meaning and that like you're not going to know who to oh no it'll definitely be at night it'd be the mind of the meaning in the day uh and the eagles brawl at night and then we're going to compare ratings on wednesday morning that's what i want yeah yeah um because you got to get let a day for people to really yeah yeah Um, we'll have democrats no i'm so excited for when you when you told me about this i think that's so cool um it's you know, obviously we cover sports and stuff on here, but not in the way. I mean, those guys are they break down. You were, you were talking before about the stats and everything. You know, yeah. Um, it's, They're good at math. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Um, but no, it. it I think it's going to be so cool for people to see another side of you. Um, you know, because yeah. I, I everybody anyone who follows you on social media or knows you knows that you are an enormous Eagles fan. Um, yeah. but. I think sometimes maybe people wouldn't know quite as how uh, knowledgeable you are 
You know, like it's one thing to be a huge fan. Like, for instance, I'm a huge Eagles fan. I am yeah. by no means as knowledgeable as like anyone. Because for me, I'm much like I love the Eagles. I love to sit down. I love to enjoy the game, uh, or not more often time. <laughs> but you know, I uh, but and I enjoy it. But I I don't have all the stats memorized. I don't have all the. I can't remember this, that, or the other like I do with like wrestling, for instance. Right. Um. Just never have been able to for whatever reason. Um. So I, I think it's going to be really cool for people to hear your insights into this and, and a great crew there too that you're joining. So I am very excited for you. Um, and well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and I think everybody should, uh, should check that out. Um, if you're not an Eagles fan, uh, hey, we're not all perfect. And, um, you know, <laughs> there's still time to, to, to join. And uh, I think Meanie's going to help you do that. Yeah, it's like uh, I like talking about sports. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm unapologetically a Philly sports homer, you know. Uh, but I know if I went specific on this show, like Eagles specific on this show, yeah, people are like, oh, man, well, I'm a Bears fan. I think I'll just do it now. Yeah, but, and that's kind of the t- – that's or, or they're like, uh, I don't live in the United States. This is not football. That too. Um, you know. There's that. So this is uh, my uh, outlet to talk specifically just Eagles. Uh, and like you said, uh, you're not a stats guy. I'm not a stats guy either, but I always look at sports like football, baseball, all that stuff. The same way I look at wrestling, I look for the story, mm-hmm. you know, in the game uh, and compare it to history, you know, yeah, sports past history, you know. Yeah. You know, uh I look at it from a. I, I think I look at the game through a, a different set of eyes than uh, most people. Uh, my co-hosts Giovanni and Connor, uh, they look more at you know stats and you know Giovanni's a, a wizard at looking at. Uh, he looks at game tape and stuff like that. Man, I was like, oh geez, <laughs> I feel like a schlub over here. <laughs> but and he's thirteen. I'm like, man, uh, good for you. God bless. Um, but yeah, I I think I'll I'll bring a a fresh, not a fresh outlook, but a different take mm. on uh, how to look at the game and the storylines and stuff like that. Not like pro wrestling storylines, but there's stories that go along with you mm. know football and, or sports, oh, and God, that's why absolutely. we fall in love with it. You know, that's it, why we have the rivalries that we have in there. You know, and um, yeah. yeah, I think that's awesome. Hey, you know, I was so jealous of your announcement um, the other day that I decided to jump ship from wrestling over to boxing. Um, <laughs> um, but I did yeah, want to thank, we got side hustles. Yeah. I did want to thank everybody who, uh, who tuned into, I had the, and I, I wanted to thank them, uh, not just trying to put myself over. Um, but Please I, do, man. I wanted to, uh, Andreas Hale and, uh, Matt Stryker had a great discussion. Um, a post press conference on fight. Um, a post-press conference discussion uh, for the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight that's coming up November 28th uh, that will be on fight. Um, and there, it was it was great. I got to MC that, so I basically introduced them, and then at the end kind of had a brief chat about, uh, you know, I, I think Tyson's going to win. Um, yeah. But, uh, but it was really uh, cool, but it, it, it made me think of it too, and I really appreciated it them uh having to be a part of that um 
but it made me think of it because you're talking about you know bringing a different perspective and stuff you know with boxing when they first offered it to me my first like thought was like well, like, I don't have to talk about boxing, do I? Because I think Mike Tyson's really the last time I paid any attention to boxing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, weather and whatnot. But, like, um, but I, uh, so I was, like, a little, like, uh, and they're like, no, 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 you're just going to introduce him. And at the end, I came in and, and talked a little bit. But, um, but yeah, you know, there are things that we all kind of have uh, our expertise in, right? Like, our thing, right. our real interest in. Um, and I think it's just going to be so cool for you to be able to have that, that outlet to be able to really talk Eagles football, not just football. Like you were talking about before Eagles football, I think it's going to be really cool for you to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I love wrestling, but I'm also a sports junkie. Uh, when I'm not watching or following wrestling, I have the local sports Radio on uh, six. I mean, not six ten. That's how far back I go when it was AM. Uh, <laughs> it, it used to be six six ten WIP. Now it's ninety four yeah. WIP. And I listen to that like all day. Uh, my favorite show being uh, Marks and Reese with uh, Johnny Marks, my boy Johnny Marks, and uh, former Eagles great Ike Reese, who uh, I'm currently trying to get a throwback Ike Reese jersey if I can find one. But um, come on, Ike. yeah, I listen. I, I listen to those did, guys. Did you ask probably. him if he has any in his closet? <laughs> yeah, I'll DM him. Yo, Ike. Uh, <laughs> no, Ike's great, man. I loved him as a player. Uh, and then when I found out he was getting into uh, sports talk radio, like I remember seeing it in the newspaper here in Philly, and they're like, Ike Reese uh, doing nights at WIP. And then he's yeah. been there for over. T- Ike Reese, years. younger brother of Merrill Reese. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, he always, uh, the, he's funny, you know, he's so funny. Um, uh, he, he kind of reminds me of like Charlie Murphy. Yeah. From, because he's, he, you know, they were talking about, you know, celebrities you get confused for. He's like, man, I always get confused for Charlie Murphy. But, uh, Mike Reese, old school gotta, NWA he, wrestling He looks fan like too. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. 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 He says he gets confused for Charlie Murphy or Morris Chestnut from Boys in Hood. Um. <laughs> Ricky, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, dude, I love listening to sports talk. I love sports in general, and uh, you know, like you know, swing back to uh, Eagles brawl. They're they're part of this bigger network called the Brawl Network. You know, obviously they have different cities for different podcasts. But uh, if you want to hop on Twitter, go to Twitter at Eagles Brawl on Twitter. It's got all information on there. You know, I'll be with Connor Miles at Connor Miles with a Y, NFL on Twitter, and uh, Giovanni Real S J S Giovanni. Uh, kid is on ESPN currently. He's been on Channel Six this week, and uh, he's just you know going viral just because he's in the world of sports where things could turn negative. Uh, he's been like the shining light on the positive of being a uh, sports fan. So, uh, like you said, we, we got so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, you know what? And I, and I want to remind, because we have actually, because I can see we have more people watching live than we did when we originally made the announcement. But it's also important that we mention, uh, if you're on Patreon watching this right now, don't say anything until you see us post about it on Monday. And Please. not posting our episode posting the actual picture on our social media when that happens. But uh, one more for the people who just tuned in. Yeah, that's right. Mind of the Meanie action figures coming at you from Cella Toys. 
Pre-order them now over at JBToys1 on Instagram if you're in North or South America. And cellotoys.net if you're everywhere else in the world. Um, help you out on, on that postage there. Uh, I do want to say uh, a couple of things here that popped in my yes. head, Meanie. Uh, number well, that's, one. That's the purpose of the show. Yes. Well, I think it's supposed to be if it pops into your head. But I'm the, the tour guide, and I find these things Absolutely. in here. Um, yes. Or I just leave them in, in there for you to think You're about. You're like Geraldo in the, the, in the vault looking yeah. for uh, <laughs> random relics. So um, we are... Family. Fif- no. Yeah. Uh, I've got all my... Uh, we are 57 subscribers away from 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Nice. I want you to stop whatever you're doing, and I want you, which I guess is listening to this. So don't stop that. Um, <laughs> Have I, it on in the background. But I want you to, I want you to think to yourself right now. If there's a mirror near you, some reflective surface, look in that mirror and ask yourself Say a question: self. Have I subscribed to the Mind of the Meanie YouTube channel? And if the answer is no, go subscribe to the Mind of the Meanie YouTube channel, please. We are so please. close. Uh, we're getting so close to that. Uh, thank you, everybody. All 943 of you who have subscribed so far. Um, so but, cool. But we know there's more of you out there. Yeah. So subscribe. Uh, and then another thing that I want to say. So I'm, I'm going to put this over. I'm not going to name the company because they're awesome and they're going to make this right. Um, but I've got here, everyone can see, these are... Mike flags. Meanie and I were so excited about these. Uh, I was promised, based on the dimensions, that these would fit uh, onto our microphones here, onto these parts. They do not. So I want you to know, anyone who's going, well, Josh and Meanie, they're you know they could be more professional with these mic flags. Well, uh, they don't fit. So we're going to be sending these back. Um, <laughs> and then we also we also have these ones here for alternative commentary. Um, not to be confused with these ones here. Their mind of the meanie, um, but uh, they're all—they're just double sided. There we go. Um, so, yeah, uh, that should be coming soon. Should make things look really cool. I was so excited to have one on here today, and it didn't fit. Um, what else? Oh, I do want to say to everybody out there. You know, we've been doing this for thirty-two episodes now, um, which has just been so much fun. Absolutely. Uh, we started this when the pandemic really happened. Things started shutting down. Um, I just want to say at this point, this is airing the day before uh, election day. Uh, go vote if you're in the United States and you haven't yet and you're on the fence and you don't want to. At this point, it's too late to do a mail-in. So uh, be safe. And if you can and if you're comfortable and you're not at, at a, a high risk, um, go vote. And, right. you know, it's, it's important. Um, and it doesn't matter where you lean. Yeah. We love you all. But yeah, just and exercise your American right and yeah. go vote. Um, that's, you know, look, we lean where we lean. But the, the reality is you can't believe in uh, everybody having that right to vote, but only if they agree with me. That kind of defeats the purpose. We're supposed right. to vote. And we're supposed to be majority uh, wins, but there's a thing called electoral college, and we're not going to get into that on on the podcast. But no, what I did no, want to say, the we, reason we, we steer, we we try to stay away, we stay away from politics. Yes. But, um, the reason I wanted to bring it up though was one of our Patreon members, who I am not going to say by name because it's not necessary to personally say something. But 
I know that they're having issues with, um, with their job because of the pandemic, you know, and, and yeah. not everybody's back to work. Some places are shutting down again. Um, and so first of all, I just want to give a shout out to that Patreon member. Again, I'm not going to, you know, say who the person is because it's a private thing, but I want to say to that, and any Patreon member or member who's listening to this, who's gone through that, who's still out of work or whatever. Everybody can relate um, to this. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about you. Um, we just want everyone to stay healthy and, and you know, get this thing over with quickly. And uh, yeah. so everybody just do what you can. I just wanted to say that just because, you know, kind of hit closer to home with one of our pod squad members. And, you know, um, so I just... Well, it, it also, it's... I, I hate that I have to keep saying this, but please wear a mask. Yeah. Um, it's not know, political. It's, uh, no, I, it's, I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I can see, you know, it reminds me of people who ride, ride motorcycles and don't want to wear a helmet or drive yeah. a car and don't wear a seat, wear a seatbelt. It's not about freedom. It's just about safety. Yeah. Uh, a close, one of my close personal friends uh, just came down with COVID and he's uh, in the middle of battling it. And then, um, I was just talking to my sister the other day and unbeknownst to me, one of our family friends passed away from COVID. Not only did he pass away, he passed away four days in between his brother passing away from COVID. His brother passed away and then he passed away. And there's a little girl out there who doesn't have her father because of COVID. So this isn't like a big... This isn't a hoax. This is the real deal, man, what we're going through. Uh, yeah. I know at least 30 people who have, you know, in wrestling and in real life combined that's, like, had issues with this. And if you, so, think, uh, and if you think that this is some sort, wherever you live in the world, you think that this is some sort of political thing, it's realize not. it's all over the world. <clears throat> yeah. How is this, how is it political? Right. It, it doesn't make any sense, you know, Um uh, and it, I, I I don't want to talk politics, but I know I, there's people who are like, well, this will all go after election. I'm like, no, it's not. Please wear a mask. Uh, just, just, even if you you don't get it, you could be, a, like I say, I, the the, the uh, analogy I like to use is a Trojan horse. Yeah, I mean, you can have it and not feel the effects and hot potato over to the next person. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to have to talk about this i don't want to have to you know be on a soapbox you know just please pretty please with sugar on top wear a fucking mask um to quote winston wolf from uh pulp fiction <clears throat> but yeah man um i hate wearing the fucking mask because my head is large and uh <laughs> i'm gonna have fucking ears that look like a set of teacups you know, from having to wear this fucking mask all the time, but yeah. I'm going to wear a fucking mask. You know, I'm always washing my hands. I always have a squirt bottle full of rubbing alcohol, you know, 70% or higher, you know, anytime I leave a store and, you know, mace myself with it, you know, <laughs> just to make sure I don't bring anything home to, you know, Mrs. Meany. And Mrs. Meany's always wearing the mask and we're doing our best here. We want to, <clears throat> the world to go back to some sort of normal. Uh, yeah. Just for the fact, you know, I mean, we were bumming out because, like, right before the pandemic, we were traveling and going all over the place and having a good time. And now, uh, I mean, we're having a good time. We're we're together more, and uh, you know, we're you know, bonding 
through going through such a shit time, but you know, let's get the shit over with, man. Let's fucking, seriously. Let's uh take it home. Just wear a fucking mask. Uh, and that's the thing, you know. You said something else. Um, I'm sorry. I'll explain in a minute what I'm what I'm doing here. Um, but uh, the uh, it, it something else that you said. You said it's like wearing a seatbelt, wearing a helmet. Um, it's not. You know, it's it's about safety. The difference is, you don't wear a seatbelt, you you hurt yourself. You don't wear a helmet, you hurt yourself. You don't wear a mask, you hurt someone else. So. That's, right. you know, let, let's, let's get it together, people. Um, and the reason, so what I'm doing while well, I got a little distracted was thanks to our, our good friend, Devin Miller, goes, uh, JB Toys has pics of your figures on their website. <laughs> Don't know if they're supposed to. Uh, they're not supposed to until Monday. So I was just sending a, a nice message um, over to them asking, hey, can you please take those down? before people see them because we want to make our own announcement. Now, listen, and the other thing is they're not actually up for sale on the website yet. It's just pictures then takes you to the Nick Aldis one. So clearly something just got got confused there. That's like uh, when people go used to go buy the WCW Jericho figure and rung up as Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> something got confused here. Um, but, uh, yeah, so look, worst case, somebody sees it goes, a Blue Meanie action figure, I have to buy it now. Fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that's fine. Except for the fact that then they'll click it and it'll go to nothing. So it's either an all or nothing JB toys. We want, you know, but no, we, we love them. They're awesome. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're apologizing. Um, damn right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll just text it right now. Uh, no worries, man. We just buried you in the podcast. Uh, no, they're, they're <laughs> awesome. And obviously, <laughs> They did not intend to put that up yet, um, but uh, and really they're just, the only, they're, they're, they're just as excited as we are to get yeah, this news and, out. and the only reason some people would be like, why don't you just announce it? Why don't you just put it up now? The only reason we're not is because we want to give you Patreon uh, members. Uh, part of being a Patreon member is you get exclusive merchandise early. That is that was a promise to you, so that's why we. We want this to only be for our Patreon members have the opportunity Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to buy these figures that are a limited quantity. You're not going out there and buying, you know, 200 each. Uh, not that I want to discourage that, but... Um, but the We will not say no. Yeah, but the reality is um, all we wanted was to know for a fact that you got... That if, if you're a Patreon member that you had the opportunity to have a couple days to buy these figures before anybody else did. Because, and, you know, look, a thousand sounds like a lot, but they're going to go pretty quickly. So, Yeah, when you factor everything in. And uh, that's why you pay for the, that's why you pay the big bucks for the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, thank you, early. thank you, Devin. And that's, that's why you pay to be able to help us. Thank you so much. Um. You're, we, we we have you're our uh, our stooges. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the mind of the many stooge brigade. We should yeah, have different like uh, charters. You know, there's the pod squad. There's the stooge, the stooge brigade. brigade. <laughs> <laughs> That'll yeah. be when we when we launch uh, December first when we launch the new uh, the new Patreon tiers. Stooge brigade. Get on that slickter. Come on, <laughs> slickter. We need stooge brigade stooge brigade uh, shirt. 
Uh, like me and you, uh, you know, storming the beaches. <laughs> that's just fucking. Oh, that's awesome. Um, fucking Stooge Brigade. Listen here, you fucking Stooge. I'd rather um, be a Stooge than a goof. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people in the business. Yeah, that guy's a fucking goof. I don't want to be. I don't want to be either. But I will tell you, um, you know, a Stooge is a tough. That's a tough one, man. Because here's the thing: if you know, there's a thing about being loyal to the boys, but you also yeah. got to be loyal to your boss. And yes. if you're in the locker room, Andy says, I'll see what I can do. Um, <laughs> if you're in the locker room uh, and you're hearing some shit, it's kind of like you're like, oh, you don't want to stooge that off to the boss. Right. But then you're also kind of like, like everybody always gives like, there's like the story of like Hogan stooging off about, but true or not, stooging off about the, the, uh, about the union. About the union. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, well, Hulk Hogan is making a lot of money and who is signing those paychecks? And who is he loyal to? And should he have been loyal to the boys? Yeah. But at the same time, what's going to happen to Hulk Hogan when he finds out, when, when Vince McMahon eventually finds out that Hulk Hogan knew all along that this was going to happen? Right. So it's, it's a tough, being a stooge is is tough. A real, you know, a real stooge to me is the one who goes like, yo, Manny, so what do you think about this thing? And, and you just like, you know, between you and me, and then you're like, ah, if I'm being honest, yeah, whatever. And like, yeah, man, I agree. I agree. And then they go to the other person and go, dude, you'll never guess what Meanie said. Meanie just said right. this about you. That's a fucking stooge. That's an yeah. asshole. <laughs> and that's a totally different thing. But um, there, there's levels. There's levels, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, plus Hogan didn't want a union because that means he would have had to, I mean, he was getting all the money. That yeah. means he would have had to, his, his piece of the pie would have shrunk. <laughs> yeah. So, But uh, there's another thing with a wrestling union, uh, you know, well, at least back in the day, you know, who do you trust to put in, in, in charge in order to be right. the head of a union? Right. And uh, back then, it was, it, it was such a cutthroat backstabbing business. Yeah. It's, it's a lot different now, but like. Yeah, who do you trust? You That's what you say. A lot of your friends are about to disappear when they see your awesome action figure. <laughs> um, be like, come on, man. That's Can right. Get one. That's right, brother. Yeah. Hey, brother. Uh, guy, action figure, brother. Brother man, brother man. Hey, speaking of brother, brother, uh, let's hear about Retromania. Brother. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Retro Mania Wrestling! Hey, Meanie. Do you remember playing some old-school wrestling arcade games? Oh, absolutely, man. I spent many hours in the uh, in the old arcade as a kid, uh, spending endless quarters for endless hours. Well, now, guess what? They're back. The old-school-style wrestling game is back with Retro Mania Wrestling. Retro Mania comes to you from Retrosoft Studios, which is a video game development company creating modern games with a retro feel. Retromania Wrestling is the official sequel to the 1991 arcade hit WrestleFest, and it's set to be released for the PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Dude, I've spent so many hours playing the original WrestleFest in the arcade. Now I get to be a part of the official sequel, and that is amazing. The roster is stacked. 
from Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors, to Tommy Dreamer, Nick Aldis, Colt Cabana, Johnny Retro, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and so many more. And as you mentioned, the BWO. That's right, all three of you for the first time ever in the same game, the Blue Meanie, Big Stevie Cool, and Hollywood Nova. But there's more. The man announcing all of you to the ring, well, it's this voice you're hearing right now. That's right, Josh Chernoff, me. I will be the official ring announcer of Retromania Wrestling. So go to RetromaniaWrestling.com now and pre-order this game. Hey, have we uh, talked about um, our... Oh, God bless you. Um <laughs> Where the fuck did I come from? <laughs> Have, I need uh, an exorcism over here. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> that's more than a seltzer kiss. That's a seltzer French kiss right there. Um, <laughs> seltzer penetration. Um, what? Uh, <clears throat> seltzer penetration. Um, as the uh, total elimination theme song. Uh so. <laughs> Um, have we talked about how we, we had a Zoom call with our Patreon members? Uh, no, because we did that after the last yes the last show. That's uh, how that works. So we had a Zoom call for the first time ever with our Patreon members. Um, that was <laughs> awesome. That was, was so great. much fun. Um, this is instead of plugging, uh, doing a Patreon commercial, we're just going to say this. Like, If you're listening to this and you have the money to spend, and that's important. <laughs> Because it's a tough, it's tough. No, I don't mean it's important because we, <laughs> Meanie's laughing over here. No, I'm but still you, laughing at uh, you know, Seltzer penetration. There you go. Um, Sorry. No, but if you, have, if, if you have the money to spend, now is the time to grandfather yourself in to that 5 or $7 tier. Uh, $7, you get the monthly phone call and you get to be a part of the Zoom call. For $5, you get a choice, either monthly phone call or Zoom call. These things are going to be a much higher tier Uh moving forward, but you can get grandfathered in if you join before December 1st. Uh, it was a blast. We had so much fun. It is awesome to interact on social media uh, with all of you, um, but to be able to actually do a Zoom call where we all just kind of sat around for an hour and a half and talked, like that was just, it was a blast, Meanie. It was great. It was just like sitting at the bar shooting the shit, you know, talking yeah. to everybody. It you know, uh, it's it's good to put faces and voices with the names and stuff like that, yes. and interact and stuff like that. It's one thing to text and tweet and you know all that stuff. Yeah, but uh, to actually, you know, or you know, do the monthly uh, phone call, phone call. I think this was a lot more fun and interactive yeah. and more personal, and uh, a, a lot of creative backgrounds on this <laughs> Zoom call too. We had some, we had some fun there. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, I, I, but, it was just really cool, and I, I hope people will consider uh, checking that out. Um, just a one-month commitment is it. To You sign up, and you get to be on the Zoom call for that month. So it's not like a must-be-on-for-three-month type deal or something like that. So you can try it. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But uh, we are having so much fun. We want all of you to have fun with us. Uh, by the way, speaking of things like we talked about, like the action figures and all, down the line, like we're going to be doing more fun things like giveaways and things. Uh, trust me, shirts, action figures, all these things are going to be opportunities. Um, and that's stuff that we're going to be able to do with our Patreon members. So we really want you to be able to 
to come join us with that. Um, but we also appreciate you if you just want to hang out and listen to Mind <laughs> of the Meanie. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you more than you know. Um, we do not discriminate. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to do real quick, we haven't done this in a while. Sure. Um, and I don't, I don't honestly even know if there's uh, anything new on here, but I wanted to check it out anyway. So, well, Foo Fighters. Oh, fake Foo Fighters. Fake Foo Fighters. Um, wanted Foo to see fighters. if we've got, uh, if anybody has been kind enough to leave us some new reviews. Now, I'll remind you that uh, we have five-star ratings across the board, uh, 65 ratings, and a ton of nice reviews. But the last review we got was back in September. We've gotten more ratings, but no more reviews. And I want reviews. Right, Meanie? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, we go back. This. I'm going to pick a random one. Uh, this is, uh, we definitely did from Jerry Moo. JMath72. Big Blue. Good stuff from a good blue dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I think we've uh, maybe SB Jess. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, I'm nice. enjoying the mind of the meanie. Do yourself a favor and give it a listen. Well, we thank you so much. Uh, really cool. And everybody can go over to whether you listen on iTunes or not. You can go to iTunes. iTunes is, is the number one spot for us that we need that involvement because um, it really helps with the gimmick schnabits, whatever. I don't know what it is that they, <laughs> whatever it is they're doing. Burn there. Them, burn um, yeah. So please uh, go over there, give us a five-star rating. If you feel we've deserved it uh, and leave us a review. Um, guess what? I found out something really cool. You can leave more than one review. Did you know? No, that? Yeah. I did not. You can go and just keep putting reviews. Um, so, you know, from uh, Brian Rollins in South Philly. Uh, <laughs> I really like the Zebra Kid uh, discussion. Man, Zebra Kid, he, that dude's over. He's got his own merchandise, you know? Yeah, over Pro action, action figure coming soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Talk about a fucking figure that would get no buys. Just got a, just got a picture sent to me from James Sorensen on Twitter. Dressed as me for Halloween. Um, nice. oh, you, dude, you're rocking the vest. Very Vesticles. nice. He's got, here we go. We can see it here. Oh, and the mind go, of the meanie tie there. I will. Every girl's I, crazy about I, a sharp dress, man. I will accept this. Um, <laughs> we're, we're a little, we're sans beard. Uh, but, but I like it. No, I really appreciate it. I think this is awesome. That's man. awesome. This is, That's this great. Is so this is so ridiculous that you wanted to dress as me. Thank you so much. Uh, that is so so cool. Um, and you know what? If I looked as good as you, clean shaven, I would be clean shaven. So um, I I like it. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah, I, James says you guys are truly over. Uh, I mean. Uh, over apparent, what? I'll never know. Uh, apparently, we're yeah, we're we're over. Uh, we'll join you next month. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, hey, thank you again, um, everybody, for all your support. This is so cool. Like again, this is an episode I have been waiting for to be able to share about the action figure and like between between James dressing as me for Halloween, an action figure of my likeness in a two pack with the blue meanie, which I know meanie, you think I'm blowing smoke, but that's so freaking cool to me. 
Um, I'm excited. Man, this is a this is a good day. Uh, yeah, for me yeah, right yeah. now in this otherwise horrific year, um, oh. this is a bright spot. Uh, this car crash of a year, man. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what else is great? When we hear from all of our wonderful pod squad where they ask Meanie anything. Meanie, you ready for it? Always. It's time to ask Meanie anything. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Sound like I fell, fell, fell down the steps with a fucking... <laughs> <in my laughs> <mouth. laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the episode of uh, Family Guy when Bobby McFerrin falls down the steps. <laughs> so he goes, cool. Oh, there's another picture now with the, oh, dude, this is great. He posted another picture. Oh, you know what? You're right. You didn't need the beard. You're wearing a mask. Good thinking. There you didn't you need go. it. But look at that. Very cool. And look what That's he's wearing it. on top. Instead of a suit jacket, look what he's wearing. Awesome. That is yeah, yeah, a yeah. again. He's got one before we did. That is a pod squad like windbreaker. Um, <coughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, we've got our own pod squad windbreaker over here called the Blue Meanie. But uh, <laughs> I don't break one; I destroy dude, it. And and I will say the pin on the tie idea really works. Um, yeah. And I don't know what's going on if you hurt yourself uh, on your hand because it's wrapped up. But I do want to tell you a fun fact. That is how I used to wrap one of my hands when I wrestled. One of them was wrapped around like that, and one of them was just around the wrist. So oh. we're going to pretend that he just did a deep dive into, uh, into all the footage that Al Snow deleted because it was so good that he <laughs> knew nobody could ever top it. Um, also, like just in general, It's like man. when they destroyed uh, Nicholas Tesla's paperwork after he died. <laughs> nobody else got it. Uh, by the way, I also want to say, uh, digging the tie in general and the color scheme and everything, very nice. You I'm would a, know. Yeah, so. I like ties. Um, but uh, So thank you for that, James. But uh, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. I remember. I was going to ask Meanie anything. Um, so, Blue Meanie. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, this comes from the underscore Broadzilla. Uh, were there ever any other colors you were contemplating running with, or has it always been blue? You made a great choice, by the way. We've talked about that before, I think, but uh, um, blue is blue's kind of been your color before you were the blue meanie. Yeah, uh, dude, I just I was going through a, a a box of photos, and I found some photos of me, you know, working when I was training at Al Snows, and uh, just trying different gear. And there's a, a moment where I was going with like red. I had like red knee tights with the mm -hmm. you know the singlet over top, and it just wasn't red. Really, really didn't work for me. So I was like, uh. <clears throat> and the funny thing is, before I was going to be the blue meanie and uh, dye my hair blue, I why well, I had been contemplating dyeing my hair blue because I had you know a million different hairstyles anyway. Like I was mm -hmm. bald. I had a mohawk. I had this or that. And uh, Dennis Rodman, you know, was doing the thing with the funny hair colors and stuff like that in the NBA. The NBA. So uh, I was like, man, maybe I should dye my hair blue because blue is all. Yeah, blue has been my color. You know, I bleed eagles green, but, you know, blue <clears throat> has been my color. And uh, I was contemplating doing blue. So when Raven pitched it to me, I was like, hey, <laughs> there, there, there's the, there it is. That's the uh, that's the. Uh, 
vote of confidence on the blue because I uh, I was I was definitely thinking about doing that. I just was unaware of the how tos because I had never dyed my hair before, you know, stuff like that. So I was looking into it and uh, eventually, you know, started figuring out how to dye my hair. So yeah, blue has always been my 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 main color, you know, other than uh, you know my natural blonde hair now gray which everybody likes to remind me of so yeah fun fact about that yeah. i got comments from multiple people i aired so says Chernoff last night as we recorded this, this past thursday uh on fight tv and there are a couple tweets out there a couple comments of uh looks like so says Chernoff has a, a little more gray this month and uh different comments about my about the 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 temples um, I even got a, a text from my mom. I was like, love the gray temples. And I'm like, all right. So, yeah. you know what's happening? What? Every time I insult your age, I get another gray hair. It's like that movie Thinner. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, thinner. It, I'm definitely not getting thinner. Um, but grayer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, okay, guys. Um, that's like, I had, I had a friend who welcome to the club of being annoyed. Yeah. I mean, I had a, uh, a friend who, um, every time I would see him or like the, for the last year, I mean, I guess prior to like March, but anytime I'd see him, he's like, Oh man, I love what you're doing with your hair with like the gray. And I'd always be like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything but aging. Like this isn't, <laughs> I'm just breathing. I'm not uh, making a statement here other than. You know, I guess my statement now is 2020 is fucking exhausting. Um, yeah. uh, uh, oh, and James Sorensen's wearing an American Eagle hat. So that counts. Go Eagles. Good. There you go. We'll accept it. Oh, and he burnt his hand on a gas-powered air compressor. All right. Well, be careful. Um, okay. Uh, that's why his hand was wrapped in the picture. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Next question. Uh, yes. We got a couple questions actually here. Please. Um, uh, Andy Slichter says, gray hair is better than no hair. That is true. <laughs> Meanie has a, a gorgeous head of hair. I, I, I inherited my mom's great hair and ugly feet. Nice. <laughs> no, not ugly feet, but oh, my God. It's like, ugh. Um, Mark in Dryden at Mark Matsuo. Uh, has two questions here, which I thought were nice. Uh, name any current women's wrestlers that would have fit if ECW had a women's division, and if possible, specific roles, as in monster and cowardly heel, super baby face, etc. Thought that was really interesting because obviously there were women, but this was at a time. It's so funny what ECW did for, you know, moving things forward with uh, bringing like Lucha Libre into. Uh, into the United States, having the wrestle, you know, the cruiserweights and stuff. Um, and then of course bringing in like hardcore wrestling and all that. Yeah. They were at a time where like, there wasn't really like women's wrestling in ECW. Right. Uh, and I feel like if ECW was going on today, I feel like they would have been one of like the pioneers over the last, like maybe five years ago, ECW would have been doing it first, having, you know, badass women's wrestling, you know, that, but well, shit, we had, we were, I want to say the first uh, promotion to ever do it, but we, you know we had intergender wrestling between yeah. you know we had Beulah versus Fonzie, right? 
And then uh, was a Jazz catch, came catch along. Can classic. Yeah. And Jazz came along. Uh, and she was a uh, Jazz tried out for ECW. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was having great matches with fucking uh, Jason Knight. And that's the thing. You had that. You had women in there. You know, uh, Miss Congeniality was there. Mm-hmm. You know, Lita. Um, yeah. So they were very talented between Jazz and Lita and people like that. You know, very talented women wrestlers. But there wasn't a women's division. Right. And so I guess the question is more like, who from today, what women from today, maybe if we just had to pick like three. Um, do Off you top think- of my head, uh, Natty Neidhart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunder Rosa, because mm. she's a badass. She does the MMA too. You know, she could have been like a female Taz. Yeah, uh, she could have been like part of Team Taz. She could have done the women's division of you know Team Taz or whatever. Um, so definitely uh, Natty Nyhart, Thunder Rosa. <clears throat> Who else from today? Cause there's so much. There's there's so much good talent out there. Um. I'm also being very uh, indecisive. Well, um, not counting, like, we won't count, like, indie promotions just because, I mean, there's such a, a well of talent out in the indies. So just going from, like, the people who maybe are household names I, I wish now, Awesome Kong was still wrestling. She would have been awesome in ECW. She I mean, does she count? Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, why not? I would have said Awesome Kong, you know. Uh, I know she kind of retired and he got into acting and stuff but uh yeah, but she was back in aew for like a cup of coffee i don't know what happened there i don't know if she got injured maybe no well yeah so oh yeah she was in aew so she counts yeah. awesome kong um i could i could have seen you know awesome kong fucking battling the dudes you know her yeah 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 definitely uh, those three right off the top of my head um this is one that i saw this is also from uh mark matsuo uh what did Meanie think of the Heart Foundation U.S. Canada feud? Being Canadian, I loved it. And yeah. this is my personal favorite time in wrestling was this time period. Um, yeah. So I wanted to hear from you because this excited me to talk about. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of happened in two different phases because there was like a, I mean, while, you know, Brett was a, a baby face in Canada and a heel in the States, like ECW was doing like this invasion feud with USWA where ECW guys would go down to USWA and be heels. Mm-hmm. And then like Waller came up here and oh, was yeah. a heel, you know, where we were the baby faces up here. But yeah, that, that was a, that was a great time to be a fan. Uh, because you could see, you know, uh, it was so cool. You know, you see Brett go up to Canada and, you know, get the, you know, the, the heroes welcome. Yeah, and you know, well, all the hearts and everybody aligned with him, you know, with uh, Nightheart and Bulldog and stuff like that. And then you know, he came down here. And he was the dastardly heel and stuff like that. So, and then like even <clears throat> he was a heel in the states and a and a hero in Canada. Once the whole Brett screwed Brett thing happened, right? He he was accepted as a. A, he, a baby face in the in the states from there on out yeah. you know he was no longer a heel so that was kind of like the like a double switch there kind of like when yeah uh, when they did the double switch with austin and uh brett at you know wrestlemania 14 mm-hmm. you know or, th- or was it 13 uh 13 that 13 because 14 was boston then 15 was philly yeah um yeah that was a great time uh it was exciting 
it, you know, it, it kept it kept you on your toes. You know, it's funny. He talks about how it was. You know, he loved it being Canadian. Yeah, I at the time, being American, uh, and Bret Hart being my favorite wrestler. Yeah, I was going through a really tough time where I kept thinking to myself, like, well. If I ever got an opportunity to meet him, I'd explain to him that I'm not like these other American fans. And that I appreciate him still. And I, you know, you would have um, been a stooge for Brett. Oh my God. I was so, like, I, I, I was so upset by it. Cause I'm like, but you're from Philly and Philly's a heel town. We always cheered. The yeah. Heels. But that was, you know, that's kind of the thing that what bothered me was like, I wanted to be, cause I was like with Brett when he was, you know, turning heel i'm like nah dude austin's attacking you he's being an asshole like yeah. i got your back brett like i get what's going on here oh oh brett, canada oh. has health care god damn it yeah and he's sitting there he's getting back together with with owen and the bulldog and everyone's like oh no he's joining owen and bulldog i'm like it's your family it's like you're all of a sudden now brett's a bad guy because he's trying to make up with his with his little brother and like and his brother-in-law like <laughs> has like yeah i was all i was all in on the uh on the heart foundation i'm just like I just kept looking at it going like, these guys aren't doing anything wrong. And that's what was so genius about that story was because if you were outside the U.S., you really were looking at it going like, these guys aren't really heels. And then they were doing some like sneaky stuff, whatever, but so were the faces, you know? But uh, that's a, that's always the sign of a of a, of a great heel is you hit the, 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 the baby faces back with truth and logic. Yes. You know, and if if there's something you can't argue against, that makes you even more frustrated as a babyface, and makes you want to you know fight back even harder. So, you know, the yeah you know, the and that's great storytelling. You know, when you can hit people back with you know with truth and stuff yeah. like that is like, well, shit, I can't fucking argue with that. So, but but boo, fucking fucking boo. Yep. You know, but uh, yeah, that was a great time. That that, that whole era. You know, for it really early nineties into late nineties into early two thousands was great. My my favorite year in wrestling, um, which is weird. My favorite year in wrestling is ninety seven, mm-hmm. but I was su- looking back on it. I was such an enormous mark during the Attitude Era. Didn't yeah. think I was, but when I look back now, I'm like, Ew. Mark, a real Mark never <laughs> thinks he's a mark, right? Yeah, but which but makes 90- him a mark. But 97, you know, to me, I guess, I guess it, it reminds me of a different time. Uh, mm-hmm. As a, It's all about how, you know, how you felt watching it, right? So yeah. it, like, reminds me of a different time, and um, I just love that time. Uh, James Sorensen writes, are, are either of you a great singer, and if you hadn't gotten into the wrestling business, what do you think you would have done? Absolutely not. <laughs> So I don't think we can decide if we're great singers. Um, I mean, you, I guess you can. No, I, I couldn't, I couldn't carry a fucking note if you put handles on it. Uh, no. um, so I actually um, was part of a band, a singer songwriter and oh. put out a few albums and stuff. So uh, I met my wife when I was uh, performing at, um, uh, Puck in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Um, I was the headliner, and she came with a friend of a friend to check out the show, and that's how I met her. And that was actually not her fault, but that was the last show I ever did. Um, I did an entire, 
I did an entire summer into the fall of like tours of just show after show at all like local, uh, not not just local, but all like you know like smaller like uh, bars and things like that. Um, and my voice was shot by the end of it. And I had some opportunities to do some like acting stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll take like a little break from the, from the music. And the reality is my voice just couldn't uh, handle doing it that, that frequently. Um, but I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a decent singer. Um, you got uh, paid to do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but uh, a lot of people get paid to do things they're not good at. So, but uh, but no, I I I, um, I definitely did. I was more like singer songwriter, so I wrote a I wrote a lot of songs, and um, but I was in a band starting in like high school, and um, but my my style was always very you know when I recorded some stuff, there was a producer, he was a Grammy winning producer, so I kind of went along with whatever he wanted to do, but it ended up being very poppy which is not my style and had me singing very like almost like breathy, if that makes sense more than yeah. like, and I have a pretty deep uh, bass to my voice. My voice mm -hmm. isn't deep, but my, but there's like a deep bass. So like yeah. it was all kind of, I don't know, but, uh, but now I play for my kids. I just play guitar with my kids. Nice. So you, you just reminded me of a story. Um, there's a great documentary Dave Grohl did called sound city about, the sound city recording studio in Hollywood and all these great bands that went through there. And, uh, they're, they were talking about Fleetwood Mac and before, uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham was in the band. They were like this, I want to say, I want to say, I'm, I'm probably wrong, but like a blues band. Mm -hmm. So they got Lindsey Buckingham and, uh, Stevie Nicks into the band and they, the, the tone of the band totally changed. Yeah. And, uh, the bass player, I want to say his name is John McVie. He was married to Christine McVeigh. He's like, this is the furthest thing from what we are. And somebody replied, yeah, but it's the closest thing to the bank. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know. So. And, and some of the things I'll tell you, some of the regrets that I have was at one point when I was recording, so I was having so much fun playing that yeah. I turned down an opportunity um, to be a songwriter for, like, so there were there was another band that wanted to buy some of my songs. And I was like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. And looking back on it now, I regret that because, you know, I, I should have just done that. Um, but I also, it was always tough. Like writing a song was always kind of like, it's like a personal thing. So it was yeah. it, it almost embarrassing to, in an extent, like to, to share it. You know, I was always still, even though I'd done so many like gigs and stuff, I still get very like embarrassed to sing in front of people. Um, like I'll never do like if there's like a big thing they're like oh we're doing karaoke like I'm like nah I'm, I'm good like I'm not you know <laughs> um, and I always do a karaoke like uh, not that I'm the greatest singer but I'm good and nobody wants to see a good singer at karaoke I feel like no. you know what I mean no. like so I can't get up there and like like it's I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of karaoke yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but oh but a fun thing as it relates to us and my music career. Yes. So the first time you and I ever met uh, was not at StarCast. First really? time you and I ever met was uh, there was a convention, a local convention, um, where Bret Hart was doing a signing. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember when this would have been, maybe 2011. 2000, yeah, 2011, 2010. Sounds about right. Probably 2011. And I can picture exactly where you were sitting. Um, 
And this is, remember I told the story where I got Howard Finkel to record something for, um, for my friend's wedding? Yeah. Um, and this is also the day I met Bret Hart for the first time after wanting to meet him for years and years. I'd been out of the business for a while. It's the first time I'd seen Al Snow since uh, um, OVW. And so it was like really cool like to go. I hadn't been to any conventions, really done anything in wrestling. And I popped by to, to see Al, really. And I met you for the first time. And, the, and I went up to you. And I told you, because I was at the time in the middle of recording my, uh, I don't know if it was the album or just some of the songs. Um, and my guitarist was Kevin Hug. And Yeah, all right. And so I went up to you and I'm like, hey, I'm like, we apparently have a mutual friend. And uh, that was the first time you and I ever met. And uh, and you showed me, you're like, yeah, I got their tattoo. I got the bonehead tattoo. And like, yeah, for um, those playing along at home, uh, Kevin Hug was in the guitar, was a guitarist in a local uh, cover band called uh, Bonehead. And then they later on, they later on went on to be, they later on went on to get signed, and they were called uh, Familiar Forty Eight, and they actually had a, a hit, you know. And then uh, whoever, just like wrestling, whoever signed them got fired by the label, so they got shit canned. Yeah. But yeah, um, now Kevin Hugs a good dude. Kevin's He's a great a guy, and uh, and he took like he is such an amazing guitar player. Um, he took my yeah. songs he and like he put he's put so much life into them, and it was so much fun. And at one point it came up and, you know, we used to, God, we were there like all night long. Sometimes we'd be there, you know, for about a year we worked on this stuff. And, um, and somewhere along the line, something came up about wrestling and he's like, Oh, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I got a buddy who, uh, you know, I, he come to the shows and stuff. I don't know if you ever heard of him, the blue meanie. And I was like, dude, of course I've heard of him. Oh, that's awesome. So then when I finally had the opportunity to meet you, um, it was while I was currently doing stuff with, uh, with Kevin and it, so yeah so that was there's a musical connection uh, that's awesome um, I used to go see uh, Bonehead all the time and then uh, I used to go see Bonehead all the time with uh, Sign Guy Dudley Lou D'Angeli and then eventually we we brought out Devon a couple times <laughs> and uh, they would like play songs and like me Devon and Lou would get, Sign Guy would get up and sing up like if they did uh the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party. We would get up on the stage and do the backup vocals for that. There's that's footage awesome. of it somewhere. Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I only uh, played, you know, he was all, he was just, you know, in the studio with me. Mm -hmm. I, he and I went out just the two of us one time and did, uh, I don't remember where it was, but we did a show. Um, and that was, he was so damn good. Like, he really, amazing. you know, um, oh, Kevin's great amazing. guy though. Um, and he's got other, a son now that plays too, and his son's a spitting image of him. Yeah, his son is like, oh god, he's got to be it's like he traced him carbon paper. You know, I think his son just graduated high school. He's one of the unlucky people to graduate last year Ugh. during the you know that's so, that pandemic. Um, but uh, yeah, he actually so he lives. His son went to. I remember, oh god, back when we were doing this, his son was in elementary school and went to the same elementary school that I went to. Um, mm -hmm. so that's how I knew about it, like his kids and stuff, but, uh, yeah, yeah. great, great guy, uh, and a connection between us, which is pretty it, cool. It was meant to be. Um, so the other part of the question, if you yes. hadn't gotten into the wrestling business, what would you, what do you think you would have done? Um, so Meanie, you take that I one went first. To, uh, I've told the story before where I read, uh, interview with Ted DiBiase and he said, you know, always have a backup plan. 
And I went to school for graphic arts where, you know, I can run a printing press, run dark room, all that stuff. And uh, in high school, like, uh, I went to half, I went half day high school, half day vocational school. So, like, my senior year, um, instead of going to the vocational school, I, I got, I earned credits by going to working in a, in a print shop. <clears throat> and that didn't last long because uh, the owners were idiots. Um, and basically they had me working there so I could teach their son how to do it, and then they were going to shit can me anyway, so fuck them. <laughs> um, but uh, I always – I probably would have done something, you know, the arts, whether it's like uh, design, like print design, so, stuff like that. I wish I would have learned how to silk screen. Right now I would just be making my own shirts, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was like there was graphic arts, where you make you know newspaper catalogs, all all the print stuff, brochures and stuff, and then there's the graphic arts across the hall where they did similar stuff, but they were doing silk screening. Yeah, I wish I took up silk screening. I still I still beat myself up about that, but something in the arts maybe you know. When I uh, I went to school for elementary and special ed to uh, to teach elementary and special ed, and uh, I ended up. Um, working in uh, commercial real estate. <laughs> so, you know. Where, there you go. Um, and that's, you know, that's my shoot job. Um, my brother and I have a commercial real estate investment company. Um, and it was a family business. We went and my grandfather founded it. And we kind of went in and um, started from, you know, with his, him kind of just giving us advice and utilizing some of his connections. You know, we started with nothing for quite a number of years. And we've built up, a nice little portfolio and done stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, the, you know, the answer is that's exactly what I had been doing before I got back into wrestling. Um, I also did some acting and, and uh, producing and stuff like that. Um, I did web series, which I've put myself over before as a uh, nominated meanies yawning. Um, as a... Keep <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, hey, brother. Uh, as a nominated... Uh, uh, comedic actor, best male performance in a comedy for the uh, the show Business as Usual. Um, nice. For the fifth season. Seasons one through four are kind of a... Uh, they're interesting, um, but uh, <laughs> but things got far more professional in season five, uh, which was five years after season four, so it took some time. Um, but yeah, so I did all stuff like that, and I always wanted to do some sort of entertainment type thing, working behind the scenes or in front of the camera, and my dream was to be a professional wrestler and uh when that didn't really work out i got into acting and was doing that and uh and was uh and did a bunch of like you know short films and indie films and things like that but you know wrestling was always calling back to me and i was very lucky to be able to find a job in real estate which is you know it's been a tricky time <laughs> these days uh but yeah. thankfully i you know <laughs> things are good and um you know but i i, I think if I could get to a point where doing something like this is how is solely how I supported my family. Uh, I would 100% be living the dream um, because yeah. being involved in the wrestling business, doing something like this, that's, you know, that's a dream come true. Um, Devin Miller says, see any good movies lately? Just watched uh, knives out yesterday and loved it. Uh, no, I haven't seen any good movies lately. We've been binge watching, um, uh, West Wing recently. So my wife and I realized that we never, like I have watched the whole thing before, but she 
like stopped like a season and a half before the end. So we got back into that because it's, you know, it's that time of year. Um, no, I haven't seen any good movies in a, in a while. You mean he? Oh, <clears throat> since it's Halloween, we've been like watching old Halloween type themed movies. Um, trying to think if we, if we, nah, we've just been watching old school, like scary slash Halloween, like movies, you know, horror movies, you know, since it's Halloween season, um, stuff to go along with that. So, yeah. And not, so you've not, been watching Halloween movies, so no, you haven't seen any good movies? Or? Well, no, I haven't seen, well, uh, I don't know if the question means new movies, mm. ah. but uh, not new, just uh, old movies. So. Nice. Um, I can't remember the last like, newer movie I've, I've, I've seen. I watch so much like documentary stuff, too, so. Um, James wrote Meanie Tunes. I don't know if he's answering Devin. Uh, I don't know if Meanie Tunes counts as a movie, um, but uh, but it's good. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't. And uh, subscribe to YouTube. So please, yes, please subscribe to YouTube and tell everybody because <laughs> we have about you know twelve hundred followers on the uh, the Twitter. Yeah, so. there's you know we need to. This uh, is funny. I was watching uh, RJ's. Uh, RJ City After Dark the other night. And, uh, you know, he has like, you know, 60 or 70 people in the chat chat watching the video, but only like maybe 10 people like the video. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's 60 people in here. She should, she should be like 60 likes, you know? So, yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I haven't seen, uh, as far as movies, not a new movie. This, uh, we watched, uh, was it? Maximum Overdrive, mm. shit like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, James. James also wanted to know uh, if you're going to watch the new Mandalorian. I haven't seen the old one. Yet. Me neither. I know I Sasha have... Banks is in the new one. Yeah, yeah. So I heard um, or saw. I saw in the preview. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't watched that. Have you watched uh, Cobra Kai yet? I need to see season two. I haven't seen season. Oh, we one did talk yet. about. I it. mean, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. season one. I haven't seen season two. So good. Um, shows are starting I'm, to come back now though, which is nice. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a total mark. I'm trying to brainstorm like for, as far as movies, but I can't think of movies, but like, I'm a, such a mark for like, you know, eighties type stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I should be watching Cobra Kai right now. I told, you know, I've been watching the uh, walking dead, oh. the, but I start watching, I, I'm a, I actually like fear the walking dead a little bit more. So it's funny you say that. So I've watched, I'm all caught up on the walking dead. Had to yeah. wait like a uh, six months to get the final episode of right. of the season, but um, so I'm all caught up on that. Uh, haven't started their new one. Their uh, uh, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last. Um, it's just it, it's a show around kids, and when yeah. it comes to Walking Dead, the thing that drives me nuts the most are the, kids. the fucking kids. Yeah, stay so, in the house, Carl. So fa Carl. Uh, yeah. So, so fear, so fear the walking dead. I remember in the very beginning, I like tried it and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. Cause you're seeing a little bit more of like the start of it. Right. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, I was like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. And then like a year ago, I decided to get back into it and just kind of binge watch it. They kind of rebooted it. Yeah. It's so good though. It's so good. 
I like um, Walking. I like Fear the Walking Dead right now. I'm not. Than. I'm not caught up to. I don't even know where I am. I think I might be a season behind. Um, because season so, six just started. Then I, I'm, I'm not like if 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 for those not. I'm not going to go into detail. I'm going to bring up my I'm not, Hulu app. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to spoil <laughs> Find it. Find out where but, I am. Uh, season five had a really good fucking cliffhanger. I won't spoil it. Uh. But uh, we're four episodes into season six. And uh, the last episode we just saw was so... I mean, the, the season six has been really good. Okay, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm in season five. Um, okay. I am... Uh, I'm five episodes into season five. Five out of okay. 16. So I'm still behind. Um, and... Uh, but you said you just watched the finale. No, the finale of, of The Walking Dead. Of the, oh, of the, re, oh, of the original yeah, Walking Dead. Fear, they fear, just, fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind. I'm in, okay. I'm in the middle of season five on Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, it the gets The original good. Walking Dead, uh, I'm all caught up. But that was the finale. Yeah. They shut down uh, at the what they call the penultimate episode of the, of the season. So the second to last episode. Um, so so what, what, what I'm understanding is they showed that episode and then they're going to do a, supp- a couple supplemental episodes for this past season and show where Maggie was while she was gone. Well, they haven't done that yet. No, they're going to. Oh, they're going to. Okay. For next season. <clears throat> for this season to just end it? Yeah. They're going to tack on like six more episodes. That they're going to film now. Oh, to be I see, I see, I see. They, you know, as you know, the kind of show where Maggie was. Right. You know and where then, she was? A show called Whiskey Tango, uh, or something like that. Whiskey, whatever. It was actually a really good show, and it got canceled it? after one season. It was pretty decent. I think I I think it was uh, Walking Dead fans purposely tanking that show. Or, yeah, or to just bring to her get back. her back on the other show. Um, but uh, the next season. Season whatever word it's twelve or thirteen. Yeah. The the fine the next season is going to be the final season. Yes, but it's going to be twenty four episodes. Yes, that I read, and then it's uh, and then they're going to have a spinoff, which you never know if it's true. So with they have Darryl a spinoff of Daryl and Carol, right? Like, um, which like sounds Joni like loves Chachi. Yeah, it sounds so funny, Daryl and Carol. Um, yeah, but they're going to have a spinoff with them. But then there's part of me that's like. Are they just like working us here, and they're gonna like kill they're, one of them off, right? Like and sucker punches with a the, yeah, because they're, they're just they're like oh well, Daryl and Carol are definitely safe, you know, and then false sense of security. Yep, um, such a good show. Such good shows. I'm only behind because my wife won't let me watch it like in bed. Without her, like oh, or, okay. yeah, like because that's the time when I like you know she'll go to sleep and I'll like put a show on in bed. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know. And I'm like, well, I could watch an episode of this. And she's like, I can't. She's like, not with those sounds. She can't right. hear the sounds. And like, rah, 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 rah. You know? yeah. I guess that's not really good bedtime stuff. And my son's sleeping right there in the next Yeah, Fear the time. Walking Dead's better, though, right now. I think uh, so. I think so. Um, yeah, please get caught up. And then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? That's what I'm going to tell my wife when we get off of this. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her and say, listen, uh, for the podcast, I have to. Um, <laughs> Uh, 
James says, can we get Mind of the Meanie TV show? I would watch it forever. Um, I think that's what's happening right now. Pretty much. Uh, if you're a Patreon Surprise! member, you're watching us. Here we are, live from... Philadelphia, it's. The we moment. should get like a like a unofficial like opener, like you know, see me walk into the door and I turn around, and go, <laughs> start with the thumbs up, media. like. Ah. I'll do mine with my. Uh, I'll just kind of do the. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was a visual thing for those of you. Mrs. Meanie juggling in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> with special guest. Speaking of Mrs. Meanie, uh, she's been killing it with her Halloween looks on uh, Instagram. Oh, man, absolutely. Hey, let's Insta- talk a little bit about not only that, but I want to talk a little bit about her Etsy stuff, too. So let's, Dude, let's jump like, uh, she's, Mrs. Meanie would be killing it on Etsy. So go over to Etsy.com and look for Pinned for the Win. Uh, she has Meanie Fun Packs. Uh, she has Sticker Packs and Limited Edition Pin Packs. Uh, and with the, I think it's with the... All of them. Like, if you buy a sticker or pin pack, you'll get a randomly signed photo of myself. And there's a random, uh, there's a rare photo where both me and Mrs. Meany can sign it. So go over to uh, Etsy.com and look for Pin for the Win. And you'll get all Mrs. Meany's uh, crafts. She's been killing it over there. It's a lot of stuff that's like hand drawn, like my favorite stickers. The uh, I Dream of Meanie, where it's me coming out of the bottle, which is so a takeoff cool. of like a shirt I used to wear in WWE. Uh, my favorite one is the uh, Mrs. Meanie clown sticker. It's like a holographic sticker, and it's her with her, her clown paint on. And as soon as I saw that photo, I fell in love with it. Uh, I mean, I love her to death, but that made me fall even more in love. So. Uh, and now she's been on Instagram at vomitus.maximus and she's been doing, uh, a 31 day, uh, makeup look and dude, she's been, she's been killing it over there. You know, Halloween is Mrs. Meanie's, uh, Christmas or her road to WrestleMania. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she's been killing it over there. Uh, she did this one look, she like, a uh, like a mannequin, like a ventriloquist dummy. And it, it fucking freaked me the fuck out the way she did it. And then the other night she did a, a look of Cher where, she, I mean, she looked like fucking Cher. So <laughs> he, uh, she did. I'm trying to look it up to remember what she called it. Um, the, uh, okay. The Fool of Hearts. That's what she called it. It started as a queen, yeah. but I am forever more comfortable as a clown. Uh, I'll just show this to everybody on here. Just so cool and creative. Yeah. Um, so definitely everybody go check that out. Vomitus dot Maximus. Um, she made a cameo on our, uh, our, uh, zoom call the other night while she was doing a blueberry. She was blueberry from the, uh, uh, yeah. the monster cereals. And she was like, she came out, she was like in different transitions of painting herself and she would come over to do a run in on the zoom call and she had <laughs> she like different versions of the, yeah, she was, and, and the cool thing is, like, I'll be sitting here on my couch watching something, and she's over in her, she has her own little office area and uh, where she does her makeup and stuff like that. And she'll walk over, and I'll forget that she's, like, painted her face, and I'll turn around and go, ah, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it's you. Can I tell yeah. you the other one that was kind of crazy? The yeah. Rowena from Supernatural. Because I love yeah. Supernatural, although I haven't watched it since it's come back yet because we're, like, letting it build up so we can 
Uh, yeah. You know? But I was looking at it, I was like, dude, I was like, you, you like look just like her. This is crazy, you know? Because yeah. I normally yeah. would not have been like, oh, they look similar. Like, you know, they just look like two completely different people. But with this, I was like, man, it's like, and I think that's like the personality that she's able to have in her face, you know? Um, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So definitely proud of Mrs. Meany and everything that she's doing. Um, so creative. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's going through what a lot of people went through back in April, um, where they couldn't go to WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that sounds kind of weird, but it's true. Like you, you she know, an outlet. Her no. favorite her favorite time of year is taken away, and um, you know. But uh, hey, everybody, be safe and smart on Halloween. Please, I will be turning my lights out. Um, <laughs> No, we're we're finding out people are gonna apparently be uh, trick or treating still in our neighborhood, and I'm like, nope, not doing that. I'm not having people come to the door. So we're doing a thing earlier in the day, where you can put on the end of your driveway a table. We've got we filled up seventy. Actually, we filled up eighty because my wife was like, oh, I just want to have extras in case there are extra kids who didn't sign up. Um, it's like eighty bags filled with candy, yeah. and they're all just gonna be on the table and parents go around with the kids uh everybody like really socially distanced and they go and they grab one bag so they don't have to touch anything um you know we're not standing there handing it to them there it's just right. out on the driveway and it's kind of an honor system thing but um yeah so i'm like you know what we're gonna do that and then we're gonna lock it down and eat the candy ourselves and you know <laughs> my mom used to do that yeah we were like we buy a big bowl of candy and we come back and you're still, I was like, my, did you just like save this for yourself? <laughs> I, no, Brian. My mom would always tell the story of my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother loved chocolate um, to the very end. That was her, like. I love chocolate. Just loved dark, chocolate. Dark chocolate. My wife is a big dark chocolate person. I think my grandmother was like, I don't care as any kind of chocolate. I mean. Right. But my mom says that. When they were kids, they'd trick or treat and they would hang their candy on their door on the doorknob. They'd hang right. their bag of candy on the doorknob. And like every day, that bag was like getting like a little bit lighter than it should have. <laughs> and and my grandmother apparently would just go around and just grab little bits at night. Like, oh, I'm walking past the room. Well, I'll just grab a little bit of candy out of the bag. So just a little nip. Um, yeah, so when I uh, so I'll be I'll be thinking of of my grandma when I'm uh, stealing my kids' candy this year. Wow. I'll be thinking of my friend Jeremy who gives out candy covered onions for uh, Halloween <laughs> instead of instead, instead of horrible. apples he gets the candy. Oh, it's horrible! That's amazing though. It's like it's hey, fun to watch them break through to the onion part and they're just like it's <laughs> trick or treat. Yeah, everyone forgets about that trick. Uh, yeah. Although I will say tonight is mischief night. Uh, yeah, as we record this, um, so when I was a kid, man, I used to like sleep with a baseball bat uh, on mischief mm -hmm. night because I'd be like, if I if someone eggs my house, I'm go I don't know what, what was I gonna do, go out and break their kneecaps? Like I don't know, but I would like keep my baseball bat with me because I was always like really like protective of it. But I'm gonna tell you this, like I don't. Well, if I, you're from South Philly, you you <laughs> automatically have a baseball bat behind the door. Of your house. yeah, but like I, you know, <sighs> I have a Singapore cane, but that's yeah. Different. Um, I don't know. I would rather like if it was like mischief night. Like honestly, I'd rather just ring the doorbell and punch me in the face than egg my house. <laughs> you know, 
Or, well, that's or, the cool thing about where I live is like it's all row homes, so yeah. you can't really toilet paper a whole block. I know. You know just <laughs> especially first of all, don't toilet paper. A couple months ago, we we're all fighting each other for toilet paper, and now I better not see any toilet paper being thrown in trees. Right. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. I never partook in any uh, mischief night. Me neither. Mischievousness. I, I had a neighbor invite me once. She's like, "Hey, we're gonna go egg some houses. You want to come?" I was like. Not at all. Like, no. I just never, like, I was the kid, I would get in trouble for talking during class and things, but I wasn't a bad kid. And, like, I don't know, yeah. like, for me, like, I have a bunch of friends who would do, like, you know, they would do stuff like that. Uh, I wasn't friends with them at the time, but I'm friends with them now. And they're like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was doing whatever. To me, I was always like, I don't know, maybe I overthought it. Maybe I should have been more of a, a destructive kid. But I was always like, why? Like, why am I egging their house? They didn't do anything to me. That seems right. That seems cruel, you know. And like the most, I think the most mischievous everything that thing I ever did was like throw a water balloon at somebody or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's not. I've always felt like like something like that's a water balloon. What is he gonna do? It, it they get wet and that's it, and then they dry yeah. and then everyone's fine. You know, like don't the do most I thought the most athletic thing I've ever done was throw me and my buddies threw water balloons at a car and we just like hurdled the fence to get away. Guys chasing <laughs> us down. I was like, if dude, I wish there was like film of that. That's like the most athletic thing I ever did in my fucking life up until that point. That's crazy. I uh, so uh, I don't. Maybe I shouldn't even say this uh, on the air, <laughs> but um, my my brother and I did this not too long ago. So at our old camp, they used to have uh, signs for like color war that we would do, and they were mm -hmm. always in the uh, in this one building. And the camp has been closed for a while now for years and and they just converted it over to this beautiful park now and all this like crazy um these slides and all this it's amazing uh but that building's still there but a couple of years ago we got wind of the fact that they were gonna demolish and i was like well, dude my plaque's still hanging up from 99 like where i made i painted the plaque and i'm like well i i want this and so i like convinced my brother i'm like well let's just go i'm like the door's always open because the thing was like not you know it, it wasn't like you had to break in so i'm like okay let me just go and and get this i'll take it off the wall before they just demolish the building and throw it away so i go in and i may or may not have slightly adjusted the screen door you know to get in um right. but i go in there and this is a few years ago like i'm already a, a married man with children at this time okay Right. But I really wanted this thing. And I go, and I got a screwdriver, and I unscrew it from the wall, and it comes down. You can see the totally different coloration of the wall behind it because it's been up there <laughs> since 99. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with this. I feel good about this. Yeah. And then this is where I got screwed. I said, you know what? I was like, that was actually pretty easy to get through that screen door um, there's a lot of screws here. Why don't I just fix the door while I'm here? Like, I actually was like, why don't I just... guilty? Yeah, I'm like, why don't I just fix this door? Well, I didn't break the door. The door was already... All the screws were loose, so you could just go in and out. But I'm like, you know what? I'm like, they probably don't want us doing this, so why don't I just, you know, fix the door? So I go back in to get the screws, and somehow this hadn't happened the whole time before, but go back in and trip some sort of motion detector thing and an alarm, the loudest alarm I've ever heard goes 
nuts. And my wow. brother and I, we went running to our car. Like, we're just like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm getting the hell out of here. Right. Uh, it was the most I've run in the last decade. And like, it was <laughs> so- yakety sax music. You know, the Benny Yeah. But I ran. But then, um, but then I uh, went, I saw someone wrote something. I'll tell you in a second. But, uh, but then I went back two days later and didn't go inside, but I brought my own screws and I fixed the door because I just felt like, I don't know. I just, and I felt guilty because I was always like, I'm going to hang this in my garage, this plaque. The plaque was never hung in my garage. Uh, it had my name on it and this girl, Joanna, uh, who was like one of the counselors from the other bunk that like we were, you know, the people who were, you had, I was like a junior counselor. So it was like the people running the color war for that team or whatever. And then I got home with my wife and children and thought, I'm not sure I want to hang up something that says Josh and Joanna on here. Cause that's not my wife's name. And that's just right. weird. And why do I have this? And this is gross and disgusting because it's been hanging. And then Bill after walks the room and goes, Josh and Joanna. Yeah. Josh <laughs> and Joanna. Oh yeah. <laughs> Josh and Joanna. <laughs> Bill, how'd you get in here? Oh, it's, there was a screwdriver outside. I just uh <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking after. That's amazing. Uh, I love I um can I just tell you I got hey, did uh did you get a voicemail from Bill? Yes. Okay. Did you ever get in touch with him? Or did he ever get in touch uh, with you? He Facebook well, he uh instant messaged me on Okay, Facebook. did you talk to him though? Uh yeah. Okay, because I told him that I he he wanted to make sure he had the right phone number. Um yeah. and I was like, all right, I'll let me you know. I didn't tell him I'd do it live on the air, but I told him I'd let him know. But Bill um was just Bill just had a, a big birthday. And uh, Nene and I were able to uh, wish him a happy birthday. And it's an awesome thing his kids put together. Um, And I got such a nice call from Bill. It meant so much to him to have all these people wish him a happy birthday. So, uh, you know, happy belated to Bill. Um, Happy happy birthday, Bill. And uh, uh, Ronald Gray writes, every time Josh talks about going to summer camp, I picture him as a character in the movie Meatballs. Meatballs. Yeah. Not 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 exactly, but. Meatballs but, won. The the rest of them sucked. Yeah. But, well, not sucked, but the 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 first one was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I agree. I agree. Meatballs four had like a fucking alien. In oh, I don't. Even, I never even saw Meatballs four or three. I don't. Even, I never saw Meatballs three either. Yeah. I think Meatballs two turned me off to the uh, to the Meatballs franchise. Yeah. Um, man. What's that with uh, John Larroquette or something like that? I don't know. From Night Court. Yeah. Um, Bonk. that's a show we got to watch. We got to watch Night Court. Yeah, Night Court was it. I told you before there was like a Night Court reunion on 30 Rock. You did tell yeah, me that. You got to check that out. Um, oh, the other night. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, speaking of meatballs, which is about summer camp, you're talking about summer camp. One of our favorite movies, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I have. They, yeah. You told me you were going to watch. We watched the live script reading. How was they it? Did on, it was like a Zoom call thing. That was amazing. Oh man! Yeah, you know, I hooked my uh, laptop up to the uh, TV and uh, watched it on the big screen. It was pretty cool. They had a, a couple little run-ins there and That's stuff awesome. like that. But and they had live music, which was kind of fun. A live sound soundtrack, you know. 
but uh, Wet Hot American Summer and the subsequent uh, show they had on Netflix, which was supposed the, to be a couple days. The prequel that was like prequel. 20 years later and everyone's so much older. And they're playing teenagers, yeah, which is and amazing. Some, yeah. yeah, but they they did a couple scenes from that as well. That's and great. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Very cool. Um, well, I guess that's uh, that's it for Ask yeah. Meanie. Um, this one flew, this, uh, this flew by. Yeah, well, that's because it's only been like two and a half hours instead of the regular four. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. True. We cut your show in half. Um, hey, I just want to thank everybody so much for joining us on a Friday on Patreon. Uh, and I want to thank everyone joining us whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we really appreciate it. 32 episodes in and we are not stopping. Uh, how oh. can you stop? We're just getting started. We now have action figures. Yeah. So, yes, and we can finally talk about it. And there, I put them back up on the screen again because I love them and I love staring at them. And uh, I love that they got my height right to be the same height, if not slightly taller than the blue meanie. And uh, <laughs> no, it's just the way it looks in the picture. Um, but I am so excited about these. I cannot wait uh, to get these in hand. Um, oh, dude, so excited for this. I'm not going to go into amazing. another 45 minutes talking about it, but dude, it's like, you know, we started this podcast and then we did the fucking cartoon, which we're like, oh man, we got a fucking cartoon, which yeah. is awesome. Now we got action figures. Yep. Go That's figure. So cool. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you everybody who tuned in. Uh, I got to tell you, I can't believe this was, we had more people watching us on a Friday than, than we do on a Saturday sometimes. So uh, great. Cause we'll probably. Do this more on Fridays. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, who tuned in uh, to listen to the podcast. Um, man, this was a fun show today. It's a great show. Yeah. A lot to talk about. And like I said, it just flew by. I just looked down at my timer on the uh, Roadcaster. Yeah. Plug. But and, uh, yeah. 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 Well, I don't want to uh, overstay our welcome. Uh, any last... Any last things you'd like to say to everybody before we uh, we get out of here? Uh, first of all, thank you for everybody who uh, supports us each and every week, whether it's free or Patreon. You all matter to us. Uh, thank you for everybody who supports us at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie slash Sosa Chernoff slash Mind of the Meanie. You know, that means a lot, especially in times like this. Uh, and, you know, uh, thank you with uh, for the love and support from Tracy Smothers. Uh, may you rest in peace. Uh, you were the be- one of the best things to ever happen to my life and career. So uh, long live Tracy Smothers. Rest in peace. You can follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie. And while you're at it, why don't you follow us as individuals? He is at Blue Meanie BWO. I'm at So Says Chernoff. Uh, again, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie slash Blue Meanie slash So Says Chernoff uh, and slash your prices by becoming a Patreon member uh, and you can get 20% off uh, all of our stuff over there at Pro Wrestling Tees um, as well as exclusive Patreon merchandise. Uh, so go to Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, check out Homage. Um, Retromania, go pre-order. Go pre-order right now our action figures. Uh, that's amazing. And, uh, oh, uh, Cameo. Where can they get you on Cameo? 
Cameo.com slash BlueMeanEBWO. I just did a couple videos this morning, so uh, get in there and I'll knock them out and get them right back to you. So go to Cameo.com slash BlueMeanEBWO and I will uh, do, uh, I did a little q and I did a little birthday wish. So uh, check me out. And of course, uh, pinned for the win uh, on Etsy and uh, CollarAndElbowBrand.com promo code Meanie. Why not? Uh, join us again next Monday for another trip into the mind. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 